and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the creator. They are not the opinions of Redline Radio LLC or its owners. Parental discretion is strongly advised. M-I-C-A-H Beats Welcome, welcome, welcome to Just Therapy, where we talk about life with a comedy twist, with your host, comedian Sean Boyd, Antonio Ferguson, and Miss KT. We talk about a whole bunch of shit from politics to people actually taking shit. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the therapy session. Man, this be dope. Make a motherfucker wanna rap. I can't rap, man. Hold on, here we go. I can't rap. I really can't. But come sit down on the couch with us. And I can't rap. Come to the couch. Enjoy the show. Let's go. Just another day on the couch talking about all the problems of today welcome back to another episode of just therapy i'm your host comedian sean boyd and it's a monday and of course i'm on one already yeah that'd have been nice if i could have got a hand clap though lose money it's okay it's all right it's okay I'm making sure you look pretty for the cameras, man. I always look pretty. You ain't got to do too much for me to look pretty. Shit, you know. I got Lee Money on the board. Uh, Miss KT has some family things she had to take care of. So all my couchers, please send your prayers and good healing out to Miss KT. She is not in studio or will not be on the episode today. Um, so make sure you send your prayers out to Miss KT and we all know that nigga over there ain't never over there. So it's going to be just me tonight. And I got a special guest host calling in shortly when he get off the phone with one of his kids, moms. Uh, my special guest host tonight is Cuzzo. That's my actual blood cousin. And we just call him Cuzzo, you know, because he don't want nobody to know who the fuck he is. So. He'll call in shortly once he get off the phone, though. Lee Money, how the fuck you doing, man? You all right? While you over there choking and shit? You choking <clears throat> on some spit? Yeah, choking on some Coke, actually. Some Coca-Cola. Oh, okay. Let me, let me, let me rephrase that. Oh, okay. I was about to say, because Coke usually go up your nose, not in your mouth, man. Yeah. But, okay. No, uh, other than that, I mean, the knee's still, you know, fucked up. Ain't been delivering mail since the uh, end of October. End of October. And just waiting to see if I need surgery or if they're going to let me go back. Uh, the way the doctor is making it sound is that I'm my days delivering mail might be over. Might be over. I told you that shit is rough, man. Well, I mean, with with the way that my knees were already damaged previous to me joining the post office, mm-hmm. you know, I, every other orthopedic surgeon I've had has said, lose weight. And then the problems with your knees will go down. So, okay. I mean, me walking 12 miles a day, I mean, I'm losing 30 pounds a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My brother lost a lot of weight when he was working for the post office. Right. But he also almost died from a heat stroke out in that mm-hmm. bitch, too. So that's why I was like, be careful. It's going to oh, be yeah. hard. Oh, I got it. I got it. I mean, I did have it until the truck decided to bite me. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was the truck's fault. It had nothing to do with me. What's what's going on with the um workers comp? Um, did you did you finish your 90 days yet? No, but I mean, the okay. worker workers comp is covering it. I already have a file number and everything. I'm okay. just pretty much waiting for them to put the check in the mail. Oh, so you still getting paid? Oh, yeah. Must be nice. Oh, yeah. Must be nice. Yeah, definitely hand clap for that one. Shit. That must be nice. Hey, they're already up. covering all the doctor bills and everything, too. Really? Like, yeah, because like I called the, the Department of Labor actually called me and said, here's your file number. Give it to your doctor and tell them to start billing us. And I'm like, shit, you ain't got to tell me. Wow. <laughs> must be fucking nice. When I fuck my knee up, I ain't getting none of that shit. I couldn't even file unemployment because I still had a fucking job. That's yeah. 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 Fuck me up. Yeah. If you ever end up in that situation again, because I know that FedEx isn't federal employee like like I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a good worker workers comp attorney. He will definitely get you paid. Really? Oh yeah. I got um, paid from Burger King. Too little, too late, but thank you. I said if you ever need him again, <laughs> let, let's hope, let's pray. I don't, I don't plan on fucking myself up again. Uh, well, right. Neither I didn't either. <laughs> Look where the fuck I'm at, man. But I mean, it's cool because uh, this Friday is my birthday. Oh shit! Happy birthday, Lee Money! Thank you, thank you. And uh, starting Thursday, I go on a promotional tour for Sony Pictures, uh, oh. supporting the new Ghostbusters movie. So, wait, 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 wait! A promotional tour like Ghostbusters is paying you for this shit? Sony Pictures is uh, has given us a bunch of promotional material since I'm in the Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters. Oh. We're a nonprofit charity organization. So they do that for all the Ghostbusters. There is about fifteen hundred. Uh, Ghostbusters from different mm-hmm. franchises from all across the country in New York right now mm. for the world premiere, the nice. red carpet, and that's, and that's where you going. Uh, I would have to be there right now. Oh, okay. But my doctor wouldn't let me get on a plane, so and plus I didn't have the money. Oh, okay. I'm about to say, don't say the doctor. Like, fuck the doctor. Shit. If you had the money, you should have went because. Yeah. I mean, it's your knee. Get a emergency exit row. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, you you heard the joke from last week, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I was there. Yeah, I was extra, there. I mean, we were watching lane, that. Bro. We were watching that disgrace of a Steelers game. But I mean, we we were paying attention to the comedy on stage too. So yeah. So uh, I'm gonna shout out my uh, hoodie that I got on the day real quick before we get started in the real show. Um, it's a team token. Yes, and I like that. Let me move right here because the cord was in my way. Was the cord in my way? Okay. So if you can see the outline, like this was made for the team that I made up called Team Token. It's a co-ed team and it's called Team Token because I made it up and I was the only black guy on the team. Um, So it was my team. So I didn't give a fuck about being the token, you know. Um, So, yeah, that's the hoodie I got on today. And I love it because it's got uh, two pockets right here, you know. It's got the regular pocket, and then it's a zipper on each side, so it's an extra pocket. Oh, and could you be an all pocket. extra? I mean, that, that's how I came, so that was dope. <laughs> I can't even take credit for the extra pocket. But we do have a, a guest here in the studio with us as well. Yeah, Tim Buck Two is on what? What show? What show you do? Yeah, okay. he's Grapes co-host. Okay, Grapes co-host. The Grapes gonna give it to you. Show uh, Tim Buck Two comedian Tim Buck Two is in the building as well, helping run the board. And um, shout out to all the couchers that are tuned in right now. I see my dude Craig Gaskins is watching. Ashley T is watching, of course. Shonda Watson is watching. Uh, Tim's in studio, so you know. I didn't see anybody else chime in. I didn't see Tails on the ground yet. That's 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 odd because usually Tails on the ground be right one on of the it, first ones, right on it. Yeah. 
So I think he was actually on the live stream before we were live last week from the funny stop. Yeah, because um, yeah, because we changed the time last week to accommodate the fundraiser. Right. So we wasn't starting until seven thirty. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to start the stream at seven and them just see see an empty stage, an empty stage, and just sit there and fucking wait because you know. We did do the That's test, and I think he was actually on the test, like because we, we wanted to make sure that the sound was going to work and everything. So we did like a ten minute test. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Somebody just text me. Hold on. Oh, tails from the ground is there. He says I'm here, bro. Oh, he said he here. And then remember when I said the nigga over there was going to say, "Where's the link at seven oh eight? When I text him, I need the email address. Email address six thirty. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, um, special announcements though. Hold on while I'm fucking texting at the same time. Okay. So uh special announcements. We are Redline Radio LLC is streaming on several different platforms now. Uh twitch.tv backslash redline radio LLC. You can see us on there, and of course, YouTube and Facebook. And there are some other ones that you didn't write down, Lee, but I appreciate it. We do not have them yet. Oh, okay. So yeah. they coming. So yes. you'll be able to watch at uh, on different platforms, which is always a good thing. Tails on the ground in the building. I still didn't see them. It, don't, it didn't show up on mine, but that's okay. Um, good news for Just Therapy, the podcast page. Um, also, oh, hold on. Let me fucking. I know y'all just heard that. Burr, burr. I don't know why I was still on, but okay. Oh, great news for Just Therapy, the spot, uh, the spot, the spot. Yeah, Just Therapy, the podcast, the Facebook page. Um, it's gonna automatically get streamed to there instead of me putting a link up, so it saves me a step. And we just got a new sponsor besides the two sponsors we have. So that's great news. It is Twisted Tomato. And if you're not hip to Twisted Tomato, Google Twisted Tomato. He has two locations. My dude, Brad Culver, is the owner. I've been knowing him for about 11 years because I know his big brother. We started comedy together. And then so I kind of like watched him grow up into a smart fucking businessman. So he is going to... Uh, sponsor us come January, which is great. So you'll be able to get a 5% discount after the new year when you mentioned just therapy to spot uh, this is the spot, the spodcast. It's not even a podcast anymore, it's a spodcast. <laughs> but the podcast, uh, mention that and you get a 5% discount. He has a location in Cuyahoga Falls, one in downtown Akron, and he is about to open another one in stowe ohio great pizza fire pizza uh like my dude craig said prince james in the motherfucking building what's going on fam that's my guy right there that is that's the that's the motherfucker who gave me my first comedy dollar he just chimed in and shit so good to see you uh chiming in brother i appreciate that and i'm doing like eight things at once trying to get everything ready since i am in this bitch by myself but you already know it don't it ain't gonna change nothing it ain't a thing but a chicken wang 
Lee Money, I just sent you the email for the nigga over there who ain't never here. So just sent that email. So if you are able to start that Zoom up, sir, uh, let me know. So uh, as we always like to do, we like to start with a recap. Um, So basically, my recap is about the fundraiser we had, the 10th annual suicide prevention fundraiser a decade of doing that fundraiser it was a great time we actually raised including our online donations a total of fourteen hundred and seventy three dollars and that would have been a good time for a hand clap i know you're doing five things at once too but it was a good time we had a good turnout it ended up pretty much being packed there's about like 80 people there um so it was great crowd great crowd and great time it was some great fucking comedians on this show uh everybody was funny um except for everybody was funny (laughs) uh shit i was messing with my one dude uh tony mazer he was on the show and i was on his podcast before the actual fundraiser took place to do some last minute promotion so i was fucking with him i was like dude you better be funny this year because i'm tired of giving an excuse for you talking about he was just off that night so he even brung it so that was a beautiful thing it was a good time man a lot of people came out and supported so i appreciate every single person that came out and supported Uh, The people that actually tuned in online and donated still, we appreciate you. It was a good time. That is a um, subject that is near and dear to my heart. Like I said, this this was 10 years of doing that. So it was near and dear. I did not shed a tear this year, which is odd. Uh, Usually I at least cry um, during the uh during the part where i talk about my girl jen slow i either cry there or uh cry when i say i'm sick of uh adding fucking names to the list it was almost there you heard it in my voice but the the tear didn't come out because you know it kind of pisses me off every time i gotta add a name to that list because i have compiled a list of names over the last 10 years of doing it and i read that uh during a moment of silence right before we start the show and a lot of people be like, oh, let me let me host. Let me host the show. It's like, dude, I've been doing this 10 years. I already know what I'm doing. I'm not going to bring somebody else up to host when I already know what I need to do. And. OK, thank you, sir. Um, I already know what I need to do to turn it around like that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to bring any comic up to a cold mic like that, because a lot of people. Um, I mean, you feel the names that I read, you know what I'm saying? It, you know, you think about the families, you think about what they're going through, you know, so you can feel that. So, you know, like I say, we laugh, we cry, then we start laughing again. And I've been doing it so long, I already know what I need to do um, to turn that shit around real quick from, you know, now we done crying, let's get back into the laughter. And so I did a whole bunch of new shit and it was, it was a good time. People came out, like I said, it was it was, it was just a fun time, man. Lee, what, what did you think about the fundraiser, man? I loved it. Everybody was funny. Um, you know, uh, I think that um, that last comedian that you had. Katrina Brown, she was on the show. Yeah, she was mm-hmm. funny, funny. 
Katrina Brown, hilarious, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I think I laughed at just about everybody that was there. I know mm-hmm. Dave was cracking up at a couple of the guys that were on. Yeah, Jeremy Shear was at Jeremy, the show. Yep. Yeah, he was, on, was he was on the podcast, and he's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. He is. I was the funniest person there. Definitely wasn't the funniest person. No, there. no, no. But um, thanks for ruining a great conversation we were just having. Thank you so much, Lee Money. I appreciate you being on time with that. So, uh, no, Jeremy Shear. That one guy, that old guy, man, he killed it. Old guy. Old guy. Like he was from Southern Ohio, Kentucky or something? Oh, oh. Oh, oh, uh, Carlin Haggerty. Yeah. Yeah, he was great too. Yeah, he was definitely good. So, uh, but Jeremy Shear definitely showed you why he was the dirtiest comic in Ohio. Man, that was a dirty story. That shit was, <laughs> that was fucking greasy. It was fucking hilarious. Though. It was. I mean, it's just, it's just great. Great shit. And if everybody out there that's watching right now, if you can please let us know if you can hear um, Mr. Ferguson, because uh, I know we were having some issues with the audio yesterday with StreamYard. That's uh, the new software that we're using that makes it so I'm able to show all the comments to everybody. Um, so if you can please just let me know if you guys can hear him. Yeah, the nigga over there is finally the nigga over there. And um, you didn't send me the email when I asked, or you didn't call back either, but that's neither here nor there. That's yesterday. How, how you I doing? thought you had my email like five times that we tried this, but it's all good. No, Still I, love I, you. I can't remember the shit. I didn't save it or anything. Uh, Mike Valen, thanks. Uh, you can hear us. Thanks for tuning in, Mike. I ain't never seen you tune in, but I appreciate you tuning in, sir. Uh, Zach DeRosa. This punk ass. That's my guy, though. He's a good dude. Good dude. Thanks for uh, tuning in. That's Mike Joe Buck Valen. He's our uh, Joe Buck. That's our uh, Browns quote unquote beat reporter for nice. for uh, Steel City Renegades. Nice. Well, one of them. We have he, two. He's the beat reporter. He, we have two of them now. Okay, Mike. Do you did you get any news on them fucking cutting Baker Mayfield yet? Okay, never mind. Um, Mr. Ferguson, how to. How do he said, Hey, now fuck that guy. We need a real quarterback. I'm not even going to start because I will go on that soapbox. Mr. Ferguson, how you doing, man? Thanks for tuning in. Man, I'm good, man. My my Washington football team beat oh. the Tampa Bay Bucks. I seen that. I seen that. That was a no, legit don't, game. Don't, don't do that because, like, anytime Tom Brady fucking loses a game when the, uh, the referees are fucking cheating for him, I applaud that. So, can I get an applause? Which they did try for that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cause they they always he gave me the short he gave me the short clap. <laughs> hey, it's a, it's still a hand clap. It's still a hand clap. So you know. It yeah, was. and then my high school football team we uh made it to the next round of the playoffs. So nice, nice. So y'all got what two yeah. more games for state? Three or? more. So three more. Okay. We we got to win this week, next week, and then we'll probably play Massillon. So okay. Do y'all got home field? No, it's no. all neutral fields now. The all first neutral. two weeks okay. was home fields, but okay. now it's all neutral. All right, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, I was just yeah. going over to recap. My week was uh really, really, really good because uh the fundraiser was great. Um, yeah, that was a blast. It came out great. Everybody was funny. We had a good time. We raised some good money. Um, other than that, work week was all right. Um, little mama actually went and chilled with her, her mom um Wednesday night to saturday morning so i had a little break and i don't never i never need a break from little mama but just to have a little break and kind of reconnect with a best friend was cool so you know i had a really 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 uh good good week and then little mama came back and so um oh friday 
was playoff softball was the second half of playoff softball. Our first game we had, it was the king seat game. If you know anything about um, playoff or tournament softball, the king seat is for the undefeated team going into the final games. So we had to play for the king seat and we won that game. So we were in the king seat. We had to wait for the championship game, got to the championship game, uh, end up losing by one in the championship game. So we went to an if game because they got a double dip us because we were undefeated and right. then ended up run ruling their ass, beating the fuck out of them by 12 uh, in, the, in the final championship game. What sucked is my, my hitter, my home run hitter, and end up breaking his fucking tibia in two different places during the championship game. And I told him, I was like, look, because he was mad at himself. And I'm like, dude, don't even worry about it. I'm like, look, you go fucking win this game, right? He came up two outs, um, two man on. And no, it was it was tied up going into the uh, final inning. So I was like, look, you go win this game. I picked him up off the uh, grass and shit. And it was it was on him. It was two outs, two man on on third and second. He hit a nasty ass shot, but twisted too hard. So he fell and couldn't run. And these bitch motherfuckers from the other team, instead of conceding, like, cause they know they lost, they threw him out at first. After like little mama could have ran there, he could have crawled there, but he, like I said, he broke his fucking tibia before he went up the bat. So he couldn't even hop there and we can't help him get there. So they threw him out and he was out on a technicality. So we end up losing that game, but then beating a fucking ass for him and our other dude that cut his fingers off and shit in a fucking crazy ass accident. But so it was a good weekend. So I won two championships. Wait, whoa, whoa. You can't just blow past that. What, 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 what happened? <laughs> Somebody cut their fingers off. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you got to elaborate a little bit. Well, he cut it, he cut his fingers off. He was doing something to his four-wheeler chain and I don't know if he got caught in the chain, but it snapped off his index finger and his middle finger. Like it literally snatched the tip of the tips of his fingers off. So he he was done like 2 2 weeks ago, but he came he, he came and supported. Right? And uh <laughs> we won. So uh <laughs> well, I guess it's better than the tip of something else, but Exactly. Uh, yeah, because that definitely would have been an owl. <laughs> <laughs> that shit would have definitely hurt it. But but yeah, like I said, we end up winning the championship. So that's cool. Like I was on two championship teams this fall, pitched both games uh, for the, for the uh, championships. I actually took myself out for the last game because they was reading me and they already seen me. And so I put in our other guy, and I went to the outfield, and we did the damn thing, man. It was a good time. That's what's time. up, man. Yep. So uh, how was your week? Oh, you already, you already said talk about that week. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say this. I will add this, that that fundraiser every year is, is better and better. Uh, I do wish one thing, though, but that's personal. So I guess, I don't know. I just, I like helping people. I like helping fundraisers i would have loved to have built a, a complete fish tank set for that but that's Wait, it's all good a fish tank yeah i would have definitely built a fish tank set for that oh so we can wrap uh, it up to, 
to raffle off, yeah. Hey man, I mean, all you got to do is say you want to fucking build a fish tank, shit. Well, I ain't think about it. I ain't think oh. about the raffle until, until I saw the raffle table. I was like, dang, man, I wish somebody would have asked me. I would have built a really nice aquarium for that. I mean, yeah, thank, thank you, Lee Money. I appreciate that because um, I promote this shit two months out and I say anybody that can donate something that we can raffle off, it's always welcome. So I didn't know I had to like literally just ask personally. Yeah, but when you think of donate, you more so think of fine. I it, I take some of the blame. Me, I didn't think of of just uh, you know I didn't think it didn't cross my mind. So I saw the table. I was like, damn, I would have definitely uh, donated a really nice aquarium yeah, for that. That'd have been dope. That'd have been dope. But we mm-hmm. we got uh my special co-host uh, on the line right now, Kazo. What's going on, Kazo? Hey, how you be? How you be? Hey, you already know what it is. Being blessed, loving life, man. How you doing, brother? Uh, I'm not too bad, you know, going through it with the with the BM, but other than that, everything's okay. Hey, it happens. It happens. She made you late, but it's all right. This nigga over here, Mr. Ferguson, ain't never here. Um, he he chimed in late too, so it's all right, you know. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> you act like I had a choice. <laughs> Cuzzo, at least you had an excuse. You know what I'm saying? You know, you had uh, a excuse. I didn't have a link. I didn't have an email either. So, you know, I mean, it happens. I also didn't get a call back last night. I would have got the email last night. I didn't get a chance to ask you because you said the line was fucked up and you couldn't hear. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Neither here nor But last night was a difficult night. It's the night my grandmother passed. So I just was like so uh, Oh, no, you good. Oh, Pete, Petey, yeah, uh, is Petey, uh, look, so I can see, can we turn this this way a little bit so I can see, because uh, I got people chiming in that I didn't even uh, shout out. Petey in the building, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Tasha J tuned in. I appreciate y'all tuning in. That's good shit. Can you hear the caller? Why are you, uh, why are you commenting from my motherfucking page, though? I'm just, I'm messing with you. You ain't going to answer that. I'm fucking with you. It's all right. Uh, it automatically sends it when I when I. No, you good, question. man. You ain't like I said. You ain't had to explain that. That's all right, Cuzzo. Uh, <laughs> we was just doing a uh, recap. Hold on, real quick. So uh, Mike Vallon, uh, he's the beat reporter for the Browns for Still City Renegades. He had a funny comment. He says, "Speaking of hilarious, did you see that Steelers game? Couldn't beat an O and eight team rolling on the." Floor. Hey, they did. They they didn't this lose either, hilarious. though. Yeah, that's just that was what I was just about to say, Mr. But, Ferguson. Yeah, we no, that was Cuzzo, but okay. Oh, um, it's all right. We, we got technically didn't lose either. Yeah, Ashley T. And yeah, she, after after what the Browns did, I don't even really think I should, we should be bringing up the Steelers after right. what the Browns' no, performance was. I, I just said he brung it up. I didn't bring it up, Cuzzo. Calm down. Retract your statement. I'm about to say, can we get a I'm new baker in the fucking yeah. bakery? Yeah, no, he. he, he they ain't lose. Up. They got their ass. Hey, shut your punk ass up, man. Oh no, I told you I didn't want to get on. The Browns hey, didn't get their ass well, they hey, got butt fucked. Cuzzo, cuzzo. Ring it in. Let's let's go. Let's get back on this shit. How was oh, your, that's what how they was your week? Yesterday is ringing. Hey, cut the zoom. Cut the caller. Because I just said we didn't want to have to go there and relive what fucking. Well, happened. we went there. We, we, went we, there. we not got... a we not a sports podcast, <laughs> motherfuckers. Shut the fuck up. Cuzzo, how was your weekend weekend, man? Talk to us. My weekend wasn't horrible. I mean, other, other than Sunday, the football Sunday, everything was pretty cool. I mean, I can't complain. I, I ate dinner. I, I stayed warm. It, even with the snow, the snow was crazy. I didn't expect it to snow. It snowed uh, pretty good, too. 
And out here in North Olmstead, it was really, it was definitely, uh, yeah. 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 I, I, I didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah, that, yeah that, that sucks, man. Yeah, definitely. But other than that, everything was cool. You know, I set up and played video games with my son mostly. Yeah. And we just sat back and chilled to have some That's hot chocolate sad. and Hey, lo- love you too, Petey. Hope that uh, um, surgery goes well. Hey, get, uh, Couchers, send some prayers out to uh, Petey Coupler. She is having surgery, I believe, tomorrow. So uh, send some prayers and some healing energy to her as she goes through her surgery tomorrow. Um, it's funny because, like, she uh, typed in, love you, love you too, though. Um, at the show, <laughs> at the show on Monday, uh, my one dude and his girl was there sitting front row and like every like kind of five seconds or maybe five minutes, um, <laughs> my dude's girl would yell out, love you, Sean. Boisterous laugh. And it was hilarious, but it, it was funny, though. <laughs> she was like, love you, Sean. I'm like, love you, too. And then when I was doing the raffle and we didn't call her name when it was getting later in the show and she was you know intoxicated she was like fuck you and i was like wait you just said you love me now you now it's fuck you like it was that shit was hilarious so funny yeah, funny that's funny quickly they change they change on you real fast super fast hell has no fury all day like the browns Oh, wow. there we go. Your <laughs> shitty ass team. Thank you. Thank you. Your shitty ass team. And, and then, then Chase Young got hurt and shit. That's fucked up because he went to a shitty ass team. Um, is so, is that something we care about? That that Chase got hurt? Yeah, because he O State all day, baby. O okay. State all day. All right. I, 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 I told you I didn't want to draft him in the first place. Hey, that dude's a monster. What do you mean? Yeah, okay. When you know real football, you can you know he's not a monster. But... He is a monster. He's definitely okay. a monster. Who, who a monster? Like, like, he's he's saying like Chase Young monster? is a monster. Chase, he's Chase not. Young. He can't Chase go against a real deta- uh, offensive tackle that knows that. Has I, I thought he meant like a pedophile or a rapist or arsonist, like some kind of real no, monster. No, he's no, not no, a monster no. on the field. He's no monster on the field. Absolutely not. Not on the field. Not on the field. And he's from my high school. From we 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 got we got monsters. We got Chubb. We got we got Miles Garrett. Those are monsters. Let's cut, Let's cut their mics off. All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Lee Money is running the board smoothly today. I appreciate it. So we're going to go into our next topic, which is <laughs> you can bring them back in. <laughs> oh, shit. That shit was fucking hilarious. We're going to go to our next topic. Oh, shit. One childhood memory. Mr. Ferguson, since you ain't been here. Oh, Mr. Ferguson ass was on camera last week. On camera last week for the first and last time ever. Shut the front door. Yes, definitely. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> if he would unmute his phone. Oh, he muted his phone now? Oh, he muted his phone. That's fucking hilarious. Um, But yeah, that's cool. So uh, he was on camera for the first time last week, and he thought he made a funny, and he didn't because everybody was like, "No, that wasn't funny." So, but it was, uh, it, but it, it, it was you funny. Sound like a hater again? Uh, definitely not. I mean, people <laughs> laugh because they're just gonna laugh, but you know, so you don't feel bad trying to make a right. joke, and it didn't land. You know, my crowd feels sympathetic when they hear unfunny it's shit. Like they so weren't they laughing laugh. at you; they was laughing at you. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But uh, yeah, no, he tried. Used nah. to it from their headliner. Well, yeah. So go Katrina ahead. Brown headline. I was hosting. Fuck you talking about. There you go. You fucking up everything. You don't even know what the fuck you talking about. Um, give me a one child. Give me one childhood memory, Mister Ferguson. Uh, 
one childhood memory. Uh, Ernest, uh, what's his name? Ernest Biner fumbling on the goal line for the Browns. Or the driver. Just hang, just hang up Why on is he trying ass. to break my heart? He just is trying to break our ass. heart on the radio. Like, <laughs> we, we not even a sports podcast. And for a motherfucker that really don't care about the podcast like I do, you just go throw dumb shit out there instead of moving I mean, the damn show. Around. Around. You, you that makes sense. Yeah, that makes like sense. That. Yeah, like that. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But on, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, since uh, again, yesterday was the past the anniversary of my grandmother passing. Uh, Rest in peace to the goat. Yeah, a childhood memory is taking her to school with me because I was failing grade, and I took her to school with me so that because uh, she was a politician. And uh, it was a government class, and I basically brought her to school, and I ended up with a, with an A in the class simply because the teacher was amazed at how well my grandmother was able to articulate everything as far as you know everything from the presidency to you know local legislation. And uh, at the end of the day, she started asking my grandmother for recommendations and things of that nature. So please tell me that real well for me. Please tell me your grandmother didn't give her a recommendation. Cause I, I doubt it. Okay, because ain't that the same teacher that was about to kick you out of school and shit? Yeah. Yeah, yep. fuck that bitch. But yeah, yeah shout out so, to your grandmother, though. Yeah, I love that lady. So yeah, uh, another, you know, yesterday was a summer day, but I know where she is, and I know I get to see her again. There you go. There you go. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yep. Uh, Big Bruh has chimed in. Uh, he said, what's up, family? What's going on, Big Bruh? We got we got Cuzzo as uh, the special guest host in the building. Yo, How y'all be? How y'all be? No, your, your cousin Lavelle, motherfucker. That's I said, Big Bruh. Lavelle? What? Uh, Lavelle? <laughs> he, he, he watch every week, man. What? Uh, Lavelle, man. Yeah. I miss Lavelle. As, as always. We don't, we don't see you enough, cuz I'm gonna come down and you know how we chop it up. You know how we do. Definitely. It. You know. Definitely. Uh, Cuzzo, give me um, give me one childhood memory, man. Ah, uh, one childhood memory. Do it. Do it matter? Nope. It could be any memory. Any memory? Yeah, motherfucker. I remember sneaking from Beffer Heights to East Cleveland on the RTA, so me and my cousin could uh get a discounted weed prices <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up we ended up running from the cop just so happened when we get to East Cleveland the cops want to bust the spot we end up having to run through Don apartment which we knew nobody who stayed there we right. knew nobody in the building right. we ended up having to run through the fucking building to luckily find an exit that didn't have cops in it and both of our fat asses had to run party harder than we ever ran since football practice or some shit just to get away from the cop. But we did not lose our weed. No, we did not lose our weed, and we smoked good once we got to safety. But and, and see, I never even brought up the fact that it was you, but you just definitely incriminated yourself. I was trying to spare everybody that. <laughs> Motherfucker, this is just therapy. Motherfucker. Like, I got you. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to throw you under the bus like that. You did it to yourself. That's all. Oh, about we smoked good? 
I mean, the whole story. I didn't. I just said me and my cousin. I never said it was oh, you. <laughs> I love that story because I remember it like it was yesterday. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you ain't going to forget that we was the one running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, it's funny because Lave- Lavelle don't know about that story. He found out. Nobody knows. We yeah, man, that is know, true. Nobody knows about that story. We never told nobody, nobody about, about that. that. <laughs> we snuck from Beverly Heights. We wasn't even supposed to be at East Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's fucking hilarious. I love that story. That's one of my favorite stories. Yeah, it was even funnier out. when we came back and we saw what everybody else had paid twenty dollars for, yeah. and we looked at what we paid twenty dollars for, and we like, oh yeah, we definitely got to take that trip again. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, and that was some good mm. weed too. That was before nine eleven, so mm-hmm. we was good. No, way before nine eleven, dude. We were teenagers. Yeah, no, I'm saying this is way before nine eleven. Yeah. Lavelle just said that the thing. Lavelle just said the things I miss not smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> right, Lavelle was one of them. I just want to smell it. 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 Oh shit, that's hilarious. Funny. I know that's the one smell that's gonna be tied to my dad probably forever. Like way after he did. Motherfuckers gonna smell weed and be like, I think Granddad's spirit is with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's hilarious. So uh I got one childhood memory for us. Hey, Cuzzo, real quick though, um, not too long ago, a couple episodes ago, when we had um uh Miss BBC on, um the the um uh what the fuck? The sexpert. The the she was uh um like a, a relation, not a relationship, but um, fuck. She was like a counselor and shit, but it was a good episode. So I brought up the childhood memory of riding the bus to Warrensville and walking down that street um, <laughs> to to hit. And she, on, she only let me uh, hit her in the ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I had sex with her one time in the, in the puss. Uh, with a condom on, but every other time, every single time, 99.9% of the times, it was always anal. So I brung that up, and I know you get a kick out of that because you remember who the fuck I'm talking about, too. That is a childhood memory, dude. You brought up an adult memory from your childhood. That is <laughs> An adult crazy. memory from my childhood? Yes, that, that's definitely. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, dude? I'm so happy. Oh, man. I'm so happy your parents ain't have to hear you say that. Like, what the hell? What the fuck, dude? Oh. Hey, you already know it's oh just it's just therapy, man. You know, we talk about everything on here. Uh but, mm. but my one childhood for today. Um, let's talk about let's see. Oh, I got I got it. Um, so growing up in um Bedford Heights after moving from uh down the way, Cleveland. Uh, we had we we used to create come up with some crazy things to do um, from walking in the creek and all that crazy shit. But it was the era of when we used to have people like stand up against the uh, like garage or wall and like push their chest until they would pass out. To make them fall asleep. Yeah. To make them fall asleep. But that, that ain't even the childhood memory I'm gonna bring up. The one where we would put people on the ground already, like they would lay on the ground, the and airplane. we would tell, yep, we would tell them to close their eyes, and we would lift their legs up, and we had this whole thing about it was like an airplane. It was like, all right, now you taking off, so like you would like 
just kind of like raise their legs just a little bit and shake it a little bit, you know, for the takeoff simula- you know, simulation. And then you would go back and forth, back and forth. And dude, that shit used to feel like you was Actually, on a plane. You, you, your description is horrible. It's first of all, it's side to side, not back and forth. You sound like you was uh, back in your other Side memory. to side, back and forth, it's the same fucking thing, cuz oh. How is side to side and back and forth the same thing? You can get back to me on that because they're not. You can, you can how, take all the time you need. Back how, and how forth is and not? side to side is not the same thing. When you think of, when you're given a description and you say back and forth, they are literally thinking you're talking about back and forth when actually you're moving their legs from side to side motion. It's two different motions, dude. Yeah, but back, had, like, so, but it, listen, hold on. So if you got somebody's legs up in your hands and you go back and forth, that is literally side to side. And, Lee money? No, they hold don't. On, hold on, they hold on. Think that. Lee money. People, people just hold on. To the story wouldn't think. Tesso, hold on. Lee money. Okay. Yes. If I say like I'm lifting somebody's legs and going back and forth, wouldn't you assume that was side to side? You're not gonna assume that's up and down, right? No, you lift somebody's legs and going back and forth. He probably thought you was fucking somebody. Yeah, I mean, for me, back and forth is front to back or back to front. Mm. Side Thank to you. side would be, but I mean, yeah, I'm I'm sitting right here with you, so I can see which way you're moving your hands, and everybody, so. everybody watching oh, can see my hands, dude. That's what I'm. I'm saying. in the studio. I can't see you. I'm on. That's what I'm saying. I'm on the phone, dude. Your description is horrible. I, I told you, Red Line Radio LLC, motherfucker. Then you can see me and see my yeah, motion. But, I, okay, see you, but sorry, sorry, Mr. Technical. I was moving yeah, side I'm... to side, side <laughs> to side. <laughs> But we we used to like listen when like you was a person on the ground you thought you was fucking flying and up in the air. Am I lying though on that? No, now that's true. It okay. did feel like you was floating. It did feel like you was floating. Yes. But the story takes a hold of you more than the the the, the feeling yes. of your legs being off the ground helps the floating feeling, but the, the story, whole story is what behind really it. took you. Yeah. Yeah, that's what really took you away. Cause, I can't you know, remember exactly story. how the story went either, and that would be dope. I remember the exact story. Talk to me, Lucaso. Explain that shit. Go ahead. I don't want to even say the story uh, over the thing, but I remember the story. I mean, you take off. You in the plane. You taking off. You got to imagine the takeoff and everything. During the flight, you might experience some turbulence. We, yep. we, 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 we told the whole little thing, and before the problems happen on the plane before the engine failure and all that you try to calm yourself down and imagine your favorite sexual encounter before the plane crash to keep yourself in a calm state while the plane is going down and all i remember uh definitely in the story was that you end up coming right before the plane crash wait that ain't happened to me, motherfucker. What the fuck are you talking about? Because this was before. No, not like in real life. Not in real life. Oh. The person oh. telling the story always oh. ends it with "you come before the plane crash, nigga." What oh. are you talking about? Oh, okay. Why would I? I was. Why? I would do. I was. About... <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, what the fuck? Like, what did I miss, nigga? Like, hold the fuck no, on. That's a, the person who telling the story always ends the story like no matter what he throw in the middle, no matter what he changed throughout the story, it always starts with the plane taking off and end with the plane crashing right after you yes come. yes okay all right i remember that part all right but like that was before right, that was story. before i even flew on a plane that was before most niggas had even lost their virginity that's true that's what i'm saying so yeah maybe yeah. not you but most of them touche <laughs> <laughs> touche <Touché. Right. laughs> 
right, let's let's keep it. <laughs> hey, Mr. Ferguson, you still over there? Nigga over there? Nigga over there? You there? You still there? See, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he complained and do all that shit. Oh, he's still there? Yeah, man. Did, did y'all did y'all have a game? Did did y'all ever have something like that? He's he's talkative right now. What's up? Did y'all ever have like a game like that that y'all used to do, or y'all was just always like stealing people's cars? We were stealing people's cars. Okay, that's what's up. Um, Nicholas Jabor just chimed in. That's my saying. That's my saying, nigga. What's up, brother? Um, so uh, we always do a segment on this show called Flowers While They're Still Here. We like to give flowers to people while they're still alive instead of being conditioned to give flowers while they're dead and gone. Uh, who would like to go first on the flowers while they're still here? We got I ain't really familiar with it, so I'm going to just chime in. I'm going to listen to what y'all say first before I come up with one. Okay. All right. Uh, Mr. Ferguson, you want to get your flowers or you want me to go? Yeah. Uh, I guess the person that I would give my flowers to for this week is a guy by the name of, uh, well, I just call him Coach Burke. And the reason why is because he saw enough in me just from my resume to allow me to be part of his coaching staff this year, and which uh, basically uh, jump-started me into coaching on the varsity for a really prominent high school. And so, I just appreciate him, uh, you know, trusting in me. And he's a great coach and stuff. And I just appreciate him, you know, seeing enough in me to to not only bring me on the staff, but also recommend me to move up as well and lead me to fulfill my dreams as far as being a coach. So That's what's up. That's definitely what's up. So he definitely – Coach Burke, right? Yep. He definitely getting Ryan his flowers. Burke, I'm so used to calling him Burke. But... <laughs> Coach Burke, you getting your flowers today, brother. I appreciate it. Um, my flowers uh, today will go to uh, my dude that just chimed in, uh, Nick. That's my guy, Nick Jabor. I remember um, he used to be the bartender at the Funny Stop Comedy Club, right? And that's my home club. So I will be there, you know, slinging them jokes, having some fun, doing what I love to do. And this dude was just cool as fuck right um and when 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 i first started going to the funny stop pete the owner would definitely like give us if we showed up a lot he would give us half price on our drinks right and then pete started tripping on it right but nick as the bartender was like no i got you i'm still giving you half price you know pete know what the fuck it is right and i remember the one day when he was uh roommates with his brother we went over his house and smoked a shit ton of weed and I was already high and got even higher. And he had this motherfucking big ass pit bull named Kobe. And he still got that damn fucking dog. Kobe was the shit. He was like the, one of the coolest, uh, fucking <laughs> one of the coolest fucking, uh, pit bulls I've ever met that, didn't scare the shit out of me because I had a healthy fear of uh, of fucking dogs. I had a healthy fear of dogs. I remember Cuzzle had a dog I was scared of and shit. They wouldn't even let What's that motherfucker. Yeah, they y'all wouldn't even let that motherfucker out the basement. That's how scared. 
that that's how scary oh, that might be talking about pd or red or something all them fucking dogs <laughs> was in the basement because they were scary as fuck uh, but yeah, like all the pit bulls did stay in the basement. they like they was always in the basement but like his pit bull just came up to me smelled weed on me and was like all right you good and then walked away and, and fucking sat down <laughs> and shit right and like my dude was like so cool as fuck like i went to his wedding uh this motherfucker had one of the biggest weddings I've ever seen in my fucking life. Like, so Nick is is uh Lebanese and his wife Lucky is Asian. Um, and their families was so it was they they families is big. So like they had like 16 bridesmaids and groomsmen on each side because he was like, dude, if I ain't had so many cousins you would be in the wedding because you know you family and i was like dude i already know you got a shit ton of fucking cousins and brothers and all that shit we good and to see him get married and still be married after like seven plus years nick let me know if it's been longer um and him to be such a good dude that he is and always had my back and that motherfucker had me come to work with him at Time Warner, right, right before they got sold and when they got sold to Spectrum and he kept apologizing like it was his fault. And I'm like, dude, it's not your fucking fault, right? But like some of the funnest times we had was just kicking it and just talking and talking life. And um, for a minute, we would go out and go door to door doing Time Warner. And like, I didn't want to go out with anybody else because like we would have a good time. We would go eat lunch and shit and do what we had to do with salespeople or whatever. And like this dude is like so genuine, has a, a big heart and just an overall good fucking dude, man. So Nick Jabor, my sand nigga, you getting your flowers today, bruh. Did he put up okay. crying faces on there? I can't see. Any other laughing okay, on faces. the flowers. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to give uh I ain't gonna I ain't gonna give a, a long winded speech or nothing, but Oh you are you can if you want to, motherfucker. My uncle Bruce. Bruce oh, Uncle Morgan. Bruce. My uncle Bruce Morgan, he an old dude, he over seventy and still doing still doing the young nigga shit. But <laughs> <laughs> but um he always looked out for me. Like even when my dad wouldn't look out for me, he he would step up and and teach me a lot about life, just in general. Just you know, how you know two days the same, and you got to take your lumps with your blessings. And and he told me a lot of stuff. My dad just neglected to teach me growing up. Like my uncle Bruce had held it down for me for a long time, and he one of the people who know how I am about death anyway. So he makes sure that our relationship is tight like just in life like mm -hmm. i don't really dig with death you know i don't really i told him already like i don't want you leaving me shit here talking about his will nope don't want nothing left to me because i'm I ain't, I ain't gonna feel the same about it like the stuff we enjoy while you was alive i enjoy it because i you know we do it together we fishing right. we doing whatever we doing it together right i'm not gonna feel the same way about it you leaving me something when you did it's gonna always remind me of your death so Flowers While You Alive is a good concept. I like the concept of this segment of the show. And I'm going to go ahead and toast my Uncle Bruce. One shot of whiskey. Thanks, Uncle Bruce, for everything. I love you. Uncle Bruce, you definitely getting your flowers while you're still here, brother. Hey, 
Uncle Bruce has always been cool as fuck. And what I love about yeah. Uncle Bruce is like that motherfucker ain't even blood, but that's Uncle fucking yeah. Bruce. You know what I'm saying? People like, don't know he goes with a lot in his head. You know, after Vietnam, he never yeah. was actually normal after that. But people don't really know. He don't talk mm-hmm. about it much. Right. But yeah, he 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 a solid dude. He's solid. Solid as more solid than most of the people. That I uh, know share from blood, generation. share like, blood with you, shit. <laughs> other than your dad, your dad was pretty much the most solid person ever on the earth. Damn near, I mean, yeah. only person I can. I mean, I'd have put him up against Jesus almost. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but other than your dad, Uncle Bruce was definitely my ace, boom, coom on the solid up. side. Yo, That's what's up, man. You got to bring up my dad, you punk motherfucker, like. I love your dad, man. Don't don't don't, don't, don't ever tell me that. Yo, I know you did, but I didn't love everybody in our family the same. Your dad was one of the people who showed me love. Like, dude, like he showed me that men can love. Like, dude, I didn't have a. I, I ain't about to talk about that. Right, right. I feel it. I feel yeah, it. but right. It wasn't. We didn't have the most loving men in our family. You know what I'm saying? Your mm-hmm. dad was pretty much the pedophilia when it came to loving the loving the fam. Right. Definitely, yeah. That my dad was cool as fuck all day, and then my my brother just chimed in. I miss my daddy. Hell yeah, man. That's that was that. Yeah, that was we that. all do. We that, all we all do. That was that. That was that motherfucker, man. That was that nigga for real. Nah, man. my dad. Though, y'all, well, you seen me? You seen the beatings? And so I used to get beat, dog. <laughs> no, nigga, I remember. So I remember. Yeah, yeah right. My dad wasn't that. My dad wasn't the loving dad. My dad was a damn man. No, I, yeah, I remember that shit. Yeah, yeah, but pop, pops, right. was, pops was the shit though. Yeah, definitely pops was. Yeah, the your shit. pops was the shit though. That's why I couldn't believe they were raised by the same people. Like what the hell? Oh, oh, you mean your dad and my dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they was raised. They, they was raised, they, they was raised by the same raised people. By the same people, right? Ver, Ver, Verdi and Bob, baby, Verdi and Bob. You, you couldn't tell by talking to these people. <laughs> no, nah, you couldn't tell. You ain't lying. You couldn't tell by talking to him. Yeah. Like, man, hey, dude, that's I, your brother. They probably ask, they probably ask Phil that all the time. Like, that's your brother? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? What's wrong with him? <laughs> Listen, every every morning that I pray, I thank God that he gave me the parents that he gave me, man. My parents, I can't even lie. My man. parents was cool as fuck. They they, they was good you. people. They was definitely good people. Mom and dad, man. And dad was the <sighs> shit. He was the shit. Yeah, sure. Cool, calm, collective. If you looked that up in a dictionary, his picture. Yeah, was y'all there. definitely had the y'all <laughs> definitely had the, the, the coolest parents. Y'all parents was. Ooh, you see, I came out there all the summers I could. Yeah, <laughs> nigga, I remember that. Shit. Like man, every chance I got, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Bedford. Like any chance I got, oh, any man. chance I got to get out of East Cleveland, I took it. Mm. And I wasn't always going up to Auntie Darlene's house, though. I, I <laughs> but but most of the time, if I can get out of my house, I'm definitely gonna get out of my house. Being with Darlene was almost like being with the girl version of my dad. So it, was, it wasn't really an escape. It wasn't really an escape for me. <laughs> oh, shit. Darlene cool now, though. No, Darlene cool really as fuck. Us as kids. Yeah, she ain't fuck with us when we were like kids. kids. Yeah. Yeah. And all that's right. But yeah. now that we've grown, we see how cool <laughs> she is. But as kids, we was like terrified of Auntie Darlene. Like, all day. You ain't lying. Hey, I, shit, I still remember <laughs> the mass with Yeah, I knew Auntie you were going to bring that up. <laughs> 
we ain't going we ain't gonna talk, we ain't gonna talk about the table. We ain't gonna talk about the table though. They, that I, I probably broke. That was probably me. Shit. He said that I probably broke. It took you twenty years, twenty five years to admit it was you. <laughs> hey, it was either me. It was either me or Nettie, man. I can't remember who it was, but it was probably me. Nettie, my fat still, ass. Nettie still says it wasn't her. Nettie say I'm holding my story. It was not me. She is so sticking it, to her it, story. It, probably it, it, it was. It, Hey, it was, it was either me or Nettie. I'm sticking to that story. Now what, nigga? <laughs> I know, well, we oh, don't get shit. back whoopings at our age, thank goodness. So right. I yeah, guess you yeah. could admit to it now and not. <laughs> hey, exactly. Ain't no, yeah, ain't, no, ain't no whoopings coming out there. Ain't cut. no whoopings now. Shit, nigga, I'm grown. They probably wish that. Darlene probably <laughs> wish she could still whoopings <laughs> over that thing, no. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, next time, next like time I see Darlene, I'm gonna I'm bring that shit up and see if she <laughs> be like, "Hey, do you hey, still use the words?" When you bring it up, when you bring look it up, deep look deep in her eyes. Oh, gotta... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's why I love having you all, man. That shit always be so fucking hilarious. And uh, I think it's it's time for our first and only sponsor break. But before we go there. Uh, we have a new sponsor. I talked about it at the beginning of the show. We have a new sponsor starting in January, uh, Twisted Tomato. And I can't wait to Brad Cover. He's the owner. It is a location in Cuyahoga Falls and downtown Akron, where they actually have a bar with the great pizza that they have. He's going to be our new sponsor. And he's also opening up a shop in Stowe, Ohio. So he's going to, like I said, he's going to be our sponsor come the first of the year. And that's going to be a great addition to our sponsorships for the podcast, Just Therapy. So we're going to go ahead and take our first sponsor break. Couchers, stay tuned. We not going to be long. I know y'all wondering, like, wait, they taking a sponsor break early. It's only an hour in. We're trying to condense the show. So y'all ain't got to be here for three hours. We're trying to condense the show if we can get some shit out. And um, we, I'm starting to email. The email is going to be up soon. It's going to be just therapy at gmail.com. You can send all your questions, your comments, your hate mail to that email, and we'll read them online. Also, we starting a Patreon here coming shortly. I just need a new laptop because I want a new laptop. So before we start the Patreon, and it's going to be stories from just therapy where we have our guests that we're on the show tell some more in depth about the stories that we partially told you and uh, the three hosts me miss kt and mr ferguson have some very in-depth stories that we're going to get into and you're going to be able to receive those for just a little donation a month on the patreon so just therapy couchers sit tight we will be right to you after these short commercial sponsor breaks custom design aquariums where we bring your aquatic dreams to life with your help using your imagination together we will turn your home or office into a peaceful getaway for a free consultation call 330-475-5181 or contact us by email at custom design aqua at gmail.com once again that is c-u-s-t-o-m-d-e-s-i-g-n-a-q-u-a at gmail.com 
Mention this podcast and get 5% off. Primal Screen in Kent, Ohio. For all your screen printing and embroidery needs. Quality work, on time, fair prices. For more information, call 330-677-1766. Again, 330-677-1766. Or check us out online, primalscreenprinting.com. If you mention the podcast, you get 5% off. Peace. Shit. We back home, huh? Okay, we back live. In honor of Miss KT, uh, just another day on the couch talking about all the problems of today. Welcome back to Just Therapy. Appreciate y'all sticking with us. I told you it was going to be a short sponsor break. And uh, some new announcements for Redline Radio LLC. We are now on Twitch TV. So you can watch us live on Twitch TV. That's twitch.tv backslash Redline Radio LLC. And there are going to be more platforms that you can listen and watch us on which is a great addition to all the podcasts that are on the Redline Radio LLC platform, like Lee Money's Crazy Mind, Still City Renegades, The Lex Vegas Show, Grape's Gonna Give It To You Show. Um, Continuing to serve. Continuing to serve podcasts. That's it right now. Oh, the scoop. The scoop comes back this Friday. The scoop. Uh Dynamite Dave hosts that one. And uh his very first guest is gonna be the very outspoken, very opinionated Mr. AKA oh, Lex Vegas. So that will be this Friday. This Friday from six to seven. I thought Grape was on Friday. Grape's on Sunday. No, Grape's on Friday, but he's from eight to ten. So Dave's gonna oh. be right before him. So who was Sunday? I thought Grape was on Sunday. Sunday, uh, Grape used to be on Sunday, but he switched to Friday. He switched to Friday. I okay. used to be on Sundays, but now my show is whenever the hell I have time to do. Whenever it. the hell you, because like I was about to say, because like he's like, hey, just tune into my show tomorrow. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? I thought you was on Sunday, so yeah, you change every other day. Well, because of my schedule with the post office. Okay, so it's whenever fuck I. Them. But oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever you can get on. Right. Okay. And uh, also, if you check out uh, the Money's Crazy Mind podcast page on Facebook, I'm also Facebook. doing a okay. countdown to the release of Ghostbusters Afterlife. So I'm Ghostbusters. Break- Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Okay, sorry. I was, um, I was a fan. I grew up a fan of fucking Yeah, and this is a continuation of those original stories. Yes, too, so. yes, because I think all the original four is going to be in this new movie. Am well, I right? The original three, because Harold Ramis, God rest his soul, is no longer oh. with us. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dan Aykroyd comes okay. back. Bill Murray comes back. Ernie Hudson is back. So wait. So the little short dude is the one that passed away. Egon. Egon. Damn. Oh, the tall dude with the glasses. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, he passed away back in 2014. Yeah, rest in peace to you, brother. Uh, uh, Rick Moranis is the only one that did not come back. He was he wasn't even a Ghostbuster though. He no, well, he wasn't Ghostbusters too. He kind of like threw the threw the suit yeah, on and you know. 
but but he wasn't a Ghostbuster. Uh, this is the story of the Spengler family. So the really? Ghostbusters Afterlife is about his grandkids discovering who their grandfather was. Nice. Make sure you go out and see that movie. That's and if you guys want to see it with Ghostbusters, the yeah. Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters okay. are going to be at Crocker Park. Crock Crocker? Crocker Park. Crocker? Crocker Park. Crocker? No. Crocker. Oh, Crocker. Crocker Park. Crocker. Yes. Cracker. No. Oh, Crocker. Yes. Okay. Park. Uh, IMAX on November 18th for the 720 IMAX viewing. Okay. We will be uh, taking pictures, passing out promotional materials, mm-hmm. things like that from 430 to about 630, maybe a little and bit later. The movie starts. And at... then we will be heading into the IMAX theater for the movie after that. What time the movie starting in? 720. 720. And that is the world premiere. World world premiere glitter are you gonna have your um proton pack on sir uh we will have them outside when we're doing the photo ops and everything nice. but because okay. of uh that asshole decided to shoot up a theater dressed as the joker oh, yeah. we're no longer allowed to have them in the theater but we will be him. in i don't blame them yeah we I, will I be in full him. uniform mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. um and then friday i will be at Valley View Cinemark. Okay. For the 720 XD show. By, by yourself or with other with my family. Busters? Okay. Yeah, but no, uh, that one's just me. I, I did hear that there is a an event Sunday night at Ghostbusters though. Okay. That was the theme song right there. That was yes, it was. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what's up. Uh Nick over there, are you still here? Uh, Mr. Ferguson, you still here? He got his stuff. Yes, sir. Oh, there we go. Cuzzo, you still here? Cuzzo. That's what's up. That's what's up. Thanks for keeping with us, Couchers. I appreciate that. Um, Our next subject of the podcast is Astro World. I don't know if you've heard about it yet or seen it. It came out literally like the Friday before the fundraiser and i seen it and i was like oh shit we got to talk about it but we couldn't talk about it at the fundraiser because it was about the fundraiser suicide awareness 10 10 year anniversary so if you didn't know about astro world that's um a big huge concert that travis scott's put puts on um everything we know about the astro world tragedy so far Nine people are confirmed that were killed and hundreds injured at Travis Scott's Astroworld Music Festival in Houston, Texas at NRG Park on Friday, November 5th. At um, After concert goers surged toward the stage around 9.30 p.m. during the rapper's headlining set, the dead ranged in age from 14, actually from eight to 27 years old 25 people were hospitalized eight were confirmed dead on november 5th a ninth victim died um november 10th according to her family's attorney after previously being declared brain dead damn the 10th victim a 10th victim a nine-year-old who had been in a medically induced coma died november 14th. Some people appear to have been trampled. Authorities said about 50,000 people were attending the show. Houston officials have vowed 
to provide answers to how this tragic event unfolded. This is a very, very active investigation, and we will probably be at it for quite some time to determine what exactly happened. Uh, Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner said at a press briefing Saturday afternoon, Houston Police Department Chief uh, Troy Fiener added, this is now a criminal investigation that's going to involve our homicide division as well as narcotics, and we're going to get to the bottom of it. Uh, some are wondering whether this could have been prevented. Authorities have pointed to both the chaotic situation Friday and alleged safety issues at Scott's previous performance and prior issues at the venue and with the event's promoter. Here is what we know about the devastating Astroworld incident so far. So what happened? At this point, it's unclear if any single event triggered the chaos of it uh, was a combination of factors at the sold-out venue, public safety authority statements, and witnesses' accounts provide some information about what happened. The crowd, for whatever reason, began to push and surge towards the front of the stage, with, uh, which caused the people in the front to be compressed. They were unable to escape the situation. Uh, Madeline Eskins an ICU nurse who was at the festival said the situation escalated as a countdown clock near the moment when Scott would appear. So her and her boyfriend around uh, arrived at the stage around 6.03 to land a spot near the front. About 30 minutes before Scott took the stage, the crowd got more and more packed. All of a sudden, people come pressed up against each other Pushed forward and backward as um, as the timer got closer. Askins told CNN, it got worse and worse. I had uh, constant pressure on my chest. I was being squeezed. Right when he started performing his first song, I looked at my boyfriend and said, we have to get out of here. Uh, once he started, all hell broke loose. All of what is uh, to be 50,000 people ran to the front compressing everyone together with uh, the little air available. Uh, luckily, I have mosh pit experience and am six feet tall, so I could at least put my head up to breathe, but others were not so fortunate. Dude, this is, this is crazy. Like, when I heard about this, all I could do is start praying for the families. You know what I'm saying? Because... Our condolences from the Just Therapy podcast go to all 10 victims in this tragedy. And we're praying and sending healing energy into all those that uh, suffered injuries during this um, concert. We're definitely praying for you and all our healing energy goes out to you. This is so unfortunate because Travis Scott is a good rapper, right? And he puts on this Astro World uh, concert where he provides rides and you know games and everything. It's almost like a big carnival where it's held at like Six Flags, I believe. I I, I think I seen that. I may be I may be wrong. I don't know. It sounds like he stole the idea from the Insane Clown Posse, though. What Astro World? Yeah, 
They had something like that. They do something like that every year called the Gathering of the Juggalos, where they bring in. Oh, the um, Gathering of the Juggalos, though, ain't yeah. That's that's not a that's that's big. That's, that's the people that they done had issues there too with people with rape and all type of crazy stuff. Oh shit! You said rape and all kind of other shit. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that, had, but that had nothing to do with any band that was on psychopathic records that was like two live crew and other people like that were not checking ids and stuff when they were bringing girls on stage and performing live sex yeah. acts yeah oh, shit, i remember that travis the scott wasn't travis scott wasn't doing live sex acts no 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 okay but i mean so, just saying like the the carnival rides and all the others uh, the, the, they do that at the gathering of the juggalos well every he year tried too. to make oh. it he tried to make it family friendly that's why right. there was so many kids that uh, were you know eight Right. 10 and 13 and everything so they can enjoy a concert. I remember I mean I remember going to see Michael Jackson at the stadium when I was like 5 6 years old, you know what I'm saying? And ladies were throwing fucking panties on the stage passing out and there was grown as men passing out at the Michael Jackson concert. So to have something that is family friendly and a great concert since COVID is almost over, it's not even over, but it's almost over. I guess I don't know. I'm doing what air, makes you think it's quotes. almost over? I'm doing air quotes. I said I guess. I guess I'm doing wow. air quotes. Okay. Calm down. Okay. Um, but for them to put on something like this, it, it's a concert. You know what I'm saying? People want to be out and outside and enjoy live music and enjoy artists right. they love, right? But people died, so. There are a hundred plus lawsuits against several people, against the promoters, against Travis Scott. They even named Drake in the lawsuits who performed earlier. They also uh, named who's Travis Scott's baby uh, kids parents. Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. Am I right? Okay. Oh, they, they're just going after everybody who was there. They're going after the, all the performers. They're going after everybody in these lawsuits. And as being a human that is concerned about somebody, Travis Scott offered to pay for all the funerals, right? Every single funeral he offered to pay for. So the question that's being brung up is who's liable for this tragedy? Well... It sounds like it's just an accident. I mean, I, I, I know, I know that, that don't mean nobody has to pay. That don't mean nobody's li liable. But it, it's, it's it's unfortunate that anybody. <sighs> it's an unfortunate event. So I'm sure in the investigation they're gonna come up with a lot of stuff. But I'm sure it's gonna all come down to negligence. Right. Yeah. And what could have been done to protect the crowd more? But the thing is, these type of things are unforeseen. It's not something that you can just plan for you know it's not something it's it, it, right it's like it's, it's nobody expected this you know what i'm saying it's not something so as far as the children you know you brought up some real young you said some real young ages yes i'm pretty sure uh, and it's unfortunate but just it, especially if it was held in the amusement park if it was held in the amusement park the amusement park is going to be held live okay if it was if it wasn't, if it wasn't held in the music park, whoever is the, um, uh, you know, because when you get these permits, these events done, you get them insured. Yeah, you do. So, so right, they're going to go after the 
the event, um, you know, whoever planned the event, their insurance company, they're going to go after their insurance company because Travis Scott, I, I just don't feel like he could be held liable. I mean, he right. he was just a f- performer. I mean, he didn't right. even, I mean, he, and then his promoters probably picked the venue and everything depending yeah. on how many tickets he sold and all that. You know, and, that's and not it, something and it was, and it was at Houston. At him, it was him, at Houston Six Flags theme park. Yep. And that's what I'm saying. So Six Flags is going to be held some kind of liability because they are responsible all in all for what happens in their park. Mm-hmm. But for Travis, Travis Scott, I feel like it's showing how humane he is by offering to pay for the funeral out of his own pocket. That's just a humane, it seems like, you know, it was one of them things I feel like the right thing to do. Right. Even though he knows probably just from reading the contract and, and knowing the, you know, having lawyers and all that kind of stuff, he knows mm-hmm. he's not liable more than life. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he feels like, you know, this is a tragedy deal, and I'm just trying to make it easier on everybody to go, oh, right. oh, I'll, I'll cough up the funeral money, but I don't feel like he should, or Drake, or any of the performers. They they can't be held liable. I feel like the person whose idea to had a countdown is more liable than the artist. True. True. You know, but in the, in the end, I feel like Six Flags is going to have to take the grunt of it because it happened on their grounds, in their park, at one of their events. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. it's all going to come down to just like what possession of nine tenths of the law. Same difference. Like you had really? it in your park. All these families came here. They trusted you. They trusted the event because it was at a family park. Like you know, right? That's true. I don't feel like that's any of the performers' fault. But I could be wrong too. You know, I I, I I could be wrong. I don't know down to the teeth of the law. I'm not a paralegal even. So I'm, I'm just a, a black guy who runs from the police. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Mr. But Ferguson, go ahead. My bad. But you hope? I hope I hope everything works out. I hope I hope everything works out for Travis Scott. Uh, my condolences to the families and and everybody who was uh, injured in the in the tragedy. But in the end, I just hope it doesn't ruin a good thing. Like after world, right, it's not right. like a it's fun a thing. It's yeah. not like something that I don't, mm-hmm. you know. And tragedies happen. Tragedies happen. Everywhere, everywhere, and this is not the first and time they had it. This is like the fourth or not, fifth not, year they did that's this. The thing, though. But you know, just take just like the music park itself. You know, tragedies happen in the music park just by oh, yeah. being what they are. Yeah, you're right. Yep. So you know, and they and they still open the next season. They still open up next season. They mm-hmm. pay they pay they lawsuits, pay they fines, and they mm-hmm. keep making their money. And I just I just don't. I hope it don't put a black mark on any other performers' careers. And I hope it don't put a black mark on a on a on a amusement park itself. I hope it's just counted as an accident and a tragedy, and we can all move forward. Like I, I just don't want it to affect nobody negatively. It's already a negative. There's already a negative tragedy. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So I just hope. And, and Six Flags, you know, they corporate. They can afford the the money, but nobody can bring back the life of the life. Uh, you know, yep. the lives And of then the yeah. when you hear about an eight year old dying. You can't not feel Eight, some kind of way. 10, 13, yes. You're right. You it, 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 it's going to touch you. There's it, no yep. way not to feel bad about that. But looking at it for what it is, it ain't Travis' fault. It ain't the, it ain't the, it ain't they fault. Mm. I just don't feel like, you know, I hope, I hope everything turns out okay for right. everybody. Mr. Ferguson, what's your take on it? I think, uh, unfortunately, because of the culture that we're in, the times that we're in, we first try to find anyone we can blame and cancel mm-hmm. uh, rather than uh, celebrate the people's lives that were were lost and uh, kind of focus on them. 
Mm -hmm. uh, more so, we go straight to the negative. Where at the end of the day, all Travis Scott, anyone else, they're all they are performers. You know, they're there to do a job and try to, you know, entertain. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, a tragedy did happen during the time where they were trying to entertain some people. Right. You know, uh, it's unfortunate for for everyone, but at the end of the day, I don't think trying to cancel them, trying to find a way to blame them. I understand in times when you're hurt, you try to, you know, find someone to go after. Yeah, you do. You know? Yep, you're right. Uh, I know one comedian said, I think it was Kevin Hart, he said, he told his uncle that his mom died and he was like, well, who killed your mom? He's like, cancer. I'm going to go find cancer. Where are you at? You know what I'm saying? And hey, that's yo, kind of the mindset. Cancer, that you What's that? No, I was mocking you. Go ahead. I'm my fault. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. Uh, I was just saying basically that, you know, we try to find that person to blame. We try to find that person to go after rather than understanding that life was lost and we just need to celebrate that life. And, I mean, let the other chips fall where they may. Right. Uh, all Tra Travis Scott even, they show videos of him stopping the concert, uh, him telling his security to go help people, uh, you know. Yeah. Like, he did his job. He didn't try to, you know... He's paying for funeral costs, like out of the kindness of his heart, because he understands the situation. Like people were lost. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, he doesn't have a heart. It's probably heartbreaking uh, for him too. doing this so he doesn't Hell get sued. Yeah. Like he really can't be sued, to be honest with you, because that, I mean, in his contract, you could try to sue him, but in his contract, I mean, it, all the, all he does is goes there and perform. And perform. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yep. Yep. He wasn't liable. Yep. yep. I agree. Lee Money, what's what's your take on that? Come on, chime in on. So nobody, it, it sounded like it wasn't really anybody's fault. It's except for the fact that maybe they oversold tickets and that there were just too many people in one confined area. Mm -hmm. So actually, Ma, that's the fire marshal. The fire marshal tell you how many tickets you can sell in a venue like that. Exactly, and that that's kind of where I'm was going with that since it was at an okay. amusement park i wonder if there were maybe people that were at the park that didn't have tickets that to the event that snuck event. in yeah mm -hmm. you know ah. um, so ah. i definitely would say that since six flags is the venue that mm -hmm. put the event on mm -hmm. that they do have to hold some kind of liability, liability. They, would, yeah. they would need to make sure that you know, during that investigation, I'm sure it's going to come out that maybe people that were at Astral World were not checking for wristbands or whatever kind of special mm. tickets that mm. people were going to have. Mm. And the other reason I say that is because I've seen it before. You know, how, how many times when we were mm. kids did we sneak into movies that we didn't pay for? A lot. Uh, Especially yeah, on Park. Oh, oh, shit. Garfield Mall, too, man. Yeah. Southgate, all that yeah. shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're right. So uh, a, You're right. Yeah. a take I had on it when I was talking to Cuzzo on the way here is um as a professional comedian i've done several different venues and comedy clubs and different size crowds um at a comedy club when it's dark you can't really see the entire crowd but you can see the first couple of rows and they're waiting on you to perform and make them laugh so you kind of pay attention more right but if something happened yeah, you pay attention to the crowd more right, because you pay attention you to the crowd. The crowd. Yes, right. Because I feel the crowd and I go off the crowd. And 
performing in front of a crowd, you're going to notice if something happens. You're going to know if something jumps off in the crowd, even in a big crowd at a comedy show, you're going to notice it, right? So as a artist, you're on a stage that's elevated above the crowd. You can't necessarily see what's going on in those first rows. And if it's standing room only, because nine times out of 10, they don't have seats in those rows. It's standing room only. You're not going to see what's going on in the crowd and you're going to be performing. So a lot of times as an artist or a rap artist or, or, or a rock artist or a country artist, you're doing, you're being in your zone, performing what you love to do. So you might have your eyes closed. You might be jumping around. You might be dancing. You might be going back and forth on the stage and not notice what is going on. For him to notice something and to stop in the middle of his song and address it and say, hey, we need people there. We need people here to help people out. The 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 craziest part about it is reading some of those um uh the some of the, the um en encounters that happened. Like it was people going to Instagram, going to TikTok, talking about their experiences. You know, saying, hey, it, it felt like I was getting squished. It felt like I couldn't breathe. So I tried to get out of there. Um, I, was, I seen people getting trampled and there was a VIP section. So I tried to start trying to drag people to the VIP section and the VIPs, air quotes, start saying, well, what the fuck y'all doing in VIP? Like, I'm trying to save this person's life because they got trampled or they can't breathe. You know what I'm saying? So some of the people should actually be liable for this incident as well, because people was walking over people knowing they're walking over people, but kept trying to get to the front of the fucking stage. Yep. You know, and it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, um, Metallica is actually reflecting back on 30 years of their biggest album ever. And they went to for the first time they ever did a concert in uh, Russia, in Moscow, and it was an outdoor show. Mm -hmm. And they said, normally, even in those outdoor venues, you can see like the last person in the crowd. They said yeah. here you could not see the last person. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. There, there were millions of people there. Mm -hmm. And what they did not know was that the KGB and that the Russian government were actually in the crowd mm. beating people and like a, and they didn't see it and they couldn't and they see didn't it. notice it. They did not know it until the documentary filmmaker that was actually documenting wow. the Black Album tour showed them the rough cut of the documentary wow and they apologized right to all of their fans in russia wow. saying we did not know this was going to happen but the russian government they, they'd never heard heavy metal music before of course they, had, they didn't know what a release at a concert was of course you know so i'm thinking maybe some of that might when you mentioned that i'm just like mm -hmm. holy shit i just remembered yeah. metallica was just yeah. telling the story yeah and then uh um, disturbed when i went to saw them mm -hmm. a tornado was about to hit Blossom Music Center. Oh shit! Okay. So all you know, you have all it's those people, Ohio. Yep. Yeah. You have all those people in the lawn. Mm -hmm. Disturbed, it heard in their headset from their producer, "Hey, tornado warning! You need to get everybody off the lawn." So they told everybody mm -hmm. to come into the pavilion, since there's a roof and there's a little bit more protection. So I'm wondering if maybe he had a producer in his ear say, you know, "Hey, get these, you know, get help for these people. Like right, try to right. get your personal security to help." Mm -hmm. So. 
My two cents. Yeah, no, I got you. Uh, com- comedian Tim Buck too chimed in and said some people said they felt like they were in hell. So many people were getting hurt. That, that's fucked up. Because like I said, a lot, a lot of the time, like uh, I was listening to the recaps of people being there. They said it was bad. Because what was you saying? No, I was just saying that. Okay, I, I hear y'all what y'all talking about as far as people trying to save people and people still trampling over people. But this is why I don't think they can still be held liable. When you got 50,000 people and you're being pushed, like these people aren't trying to tumble these people. It's a crowd of, there's a crowd behind them pushing them forward. True. You either got choice, you, you can either fall with the rest of the people who got trampled, or you can just move forward because that's where you're being forced to move. You don't have control over who you're walking over if 50,000 people is pushing at your back. No, that's I don't true. think the crowd, the crowd can't, those, those people in the crowd, can't be held liable, like not not like that. I, I, I feel for the lady who was trying to pull people from under the trample and, and was trying to pull them to the VIP. Her story sounds like a real bad, well, a bad position to be in. <clears throat> and I'm happy you brought up that she's had mosh pit experience because most people don't know what a mosh pit is. You ain't never been to a rock concert, right. you might not even know what a mosh yep. pit is. So yeah, that, that that's that's the main reason why I don't think people can be held liable because yeah. in those kind of concerts, when you have a mosh pit, they don't hold the they don't hold the they don't hold the artists responsible for. And I've seen some bad things happen in the mosh pit. Oh yeah, people I, leave, I have leave. People I have leave. Yeah, yeah, people leave. So that's all the more reason that I don't feel like the people attending the even if they snuck in, even if they did sneak in, it's not their fault. They're not liable. Now, like you said, you did bring up security not checking if people are supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. They could be liable. They could be held responsible because that's their job. That's your only job is to make sure everybody in here is supposed to be here. Yep. But outside of that, outside of that, I feel like there's no way the people can be liable. They're the, they're the victims. I got you. Even if you saw it happening, even mm-hmm. if you're just one of the people who saw it, you're a victim. Yeah, you're right. You know, you're absolutely right. But like, I think even with security, I think I think what things like this, unfortunately, does gives you a way to do things better in the future. I think with even with security, like you can't like if there's 50,000 people, if one person gets through that wasn't supposed to be there, depending on how the venue set up, things like that. Like I've uh, been a part of security teams and I can tell you, like every venue isn't like security friendly. Right, you and right, you right. Six Flags or something like that would more so not be security friendly, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, when that's the case, somebody can switch in and not enough people to monitor it all. Right, right. And so, I mean, with if that's the case, then you know, you just never know. I just think that you know, we're just way too quick to try to judge. You know, when, what I'm saying, I'm not saying us, when you, about when like, you, like the people when out you there that's sold like, fifty thousand. When you sold 50,000 tickets, you know you need a lot of security. You just sold 50,000 tickets. Hire yeah, more security. How many, how many is enough? Like, you never know how many is enough. Like, how many people are, how many people are enough for 50,000 people? But it has to be uh, some kind of bottom line. Like, if you got 50,000 people coming, you need at least 100 security guards. Or there's got to be some kind of guideline or something. I mean, and I can tell you, they would you go to a show with 50,000 people when there's only five security guards? No. Well, I'm, I'm sure that's they what I'm whatever standards there are as far as what they needed, as far as numbers. But maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe you revise those numbers and say for 50,000 people now, you need a thousand security guards. Easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, you, it's you a know, chance to learn the, and grow. The, Unfortunately, that time to learn and grow 
you know, that still comes down lives. to negligence about a park. That still comes down to negligence about a park. That park is responsible for the people they let in. You got to be able to secure them. Yeah, you do. You do. Um, you can't hey, let these people in again. Just be like y'all on your own. Everybody got their gun. I hope because y'all on your own after y'all get in. Like that's hard. You can't yeah. do that. No, you're right. You're you right. Gotta, right. You got a liability. You got. You have a responsibility for everybody you let in the door. Mm-hmm. So you have to. You have to take on that responsibility. Now you're right. You absolutely right. And uh, Pitt, a longtime listener, nephew, Todd Pittman, he said, "Isn't there a waiver or liability uh, liability uh, clause when a ticket is purchased?" That's a good question because most, most, most of the time it's not. Most of the time it's not. That's why people get injured on the rides and still sue the amusement park. You get injured on the rides, you sue mm-hmm. it because. They are still responsible for right. you. You, you. That's why they got safety belts on. If that's the case, they don't have to have safety belts on roller coasters. No, they right. don't have to put safety necklaces. Right? They are like that. That's why they go to the right. to the. That's why they pay all that money to make everybody safer because they are liable. You will. You will. You can sue them for. You can sue them for millions. You right? Just for a broken toe, a broken arm, a broken yeah. neck, a back. Mm-hmm. Like if they if they did it, or they paid for it. Falling off, yeah. When you ain't got no. They don't make you sign a waiver yeah. to get on a roller coaster. They no, never make you sign a waiver to ride a roller coaster. No, you're right. He also said. Uh, also, venues have to uh, purchase insurance for incidents just instances. like this. Incident. Thank instances. you. Yes, and that's what the insurance like is for. This. Yep, that's what the insurance exactly. is for. Exactly. But yeah. to the to the comment about the security guards mm-hmm. for every 10 people there's supposed to be one security guard for every 10 oh yes. yeah they, they definitely dropped the ball on that yeah. so they definitely dropped the ball. Yeah. and that yeah. was put in yeah. place after the tragedy at woodstock 99 when okay. they only had they had almost close to a million five people there and they only had wow. 1500 security guards oh wow so oh, for, every 10, for every 10 for fifty thousand, how many people how many security 500 50 000? Be five thousand yeah. security guards. Five thousand. Mm-hmm. This would be okay. five thousand security okay. for fifty thousand people. Okay. So yeah, they definitely dropped the ball because they said security was light, mm-hmm. and of course the security guards couldn't hold what they were supposed to do. So they shouldn't have been able to sell fifty thousand tickets without having the it, security they needed so to each hold 10, that crowd. Exactly. Yeah, ten people. Yeah, you're right. So well, people have been complaining about that at Blossom too. That there's not yeah, enough ticket true. takers. There's not yeah. enough parkers. There's not enough security. Yeah. I mean, they don't have any. They don't have any fucking parking people. I mean, they got one person waving uh, orange light for like right. 10, yeah, there used to be like there used to be like ten or eleven of them, and now yeah, it used but, to be a team of people in the parking lot. Yeah, but now it's it's so fucking light because you know yep. nobody wants to fucking well, work. Well, even even before COVID though, even before COVID, well, I remember not, going to the Snoop concert. And it wasn't but they it wasn't that many people like that. Like no, nobody wanna risk COVID just doing a parking lot gig. Like, no, no, I understand that. I'm talking about even before COVID, and I went to the Snoop concert when he had uh, the album with um with Wiz Khalifa. And we went I went to that concert because I got free tickets, uh courtesy of my one dude, um <laughs> family, motherfucking Keith. Um, I'm sorry, Ken, Ken Kanush. Um and uh he he was at the fundraiser but uh i remember i got free tickets from him and we went to park and it wasn't that many parking attendants and this is before covid you know so you know i mean people slack off so much it it fucking 
ends in a life being lost, yeah, man. Several lives being lost. Like, they probably just didn't want to pay them. I know a place like Six Flags, they can afford to pay. For they can kids. afford they to pay. pay. Because just imagine, exactly. imagine how much they money Six Flags was making no, off of this they concert. Made, they sold 50,000 tickets. 50,000. You, you know exactly. they made a lot of money off of that shit. I'm sure tickets to this event were probably a couple hundred dollars. Easy. Yeah, you know what I'm, saying? That's and, what I'm saying? And then I heard somebody say, well, why was people that young at a concert? I was at a fucking Michael Jackson concert when I was like six, seven years old. People go to concerts. Michael Jackson. That is not fair. What, what happened? Don't compare. Don't compare Travis Scott to Michael Jackson. No, no, no. I'm talking about they. They said why they said, hey, Cuzzo, Cuzzo. I'm not comparing the two. No, I heard somebody say. Really, music. Travis Scott music ain't exactly eight year old music. You right. Come on now. No, you right. Always make music for everybody. You right. But it it was Astro World, so it's supposed to be family oriented. You know, but I'm yeah, of course saying, he's still cussing. No, I get, I get what you're saying. I get oh. what you're saying. I'm just saying, when people was like, "Hey, why is people so young That's at this fan. concert?" You, you know, it's gonna be young people at a Miley Cyrus concert, but you know them saying she ain't gonna be at Madonna's concert because you That's, know what she do on stage. It's the difference in PG and and rated rated R. It's the so, same so thing with, with to, to play devil's advocate, should the parents be liable for ha- like letting their kids go to that Nobody fucking concert? in the crowd. Nobody in the crowd can be held liable. They are. I'm just. I'm. I'm playing no, devil's parents, advocate here. I'm playing devil's you advocate. Cannot, you cannot. You can't blame a parent for negligence from sending their kids to a place where kids play. They sent their kids to an amusement park for kids. For no, they sent they, they no they sent their kids to an amusement park to watch and a grown ass man no, rap no, 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 no. about be, bitches be, be and so, hoes. Be, so. be, that's the amusement park. Now these parents might not even know who the hell Travis. But because he's performing at a place like Six Flags, they instantly going to be like, okay, it's got to be okay. Come on. Come Flags. on. No, wait, wait. Cuzzo, Cuzzo. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I hear you. It's I hear you. Let, let me say this. Why let me say this. Cuzzo, Cuzzo. Wait, no. Come on. Now. Yeah. No, no, no. The parent, Dude. the Dude. parent, listen, hold on. What I'm about to say, let me, let me, I'm let listening. me say this. I'm listening. What parent is going to send a kid to a rap concert Without looking up the rapper, uh, unfortunately, this is uh, unfortunately. I hear your point, but it's, unfortunately, it's, we it's going on. Wait, 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 wait. It's going on cancel. This culture now is different from our culture growing up. It no, wasn't no, 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 cancel no, no, no. culture. It wasn't cancel no, no, culture no. when we grew up. So now I they're gonna that. they're gonna and Google I, and listen to lyrics and everything and still send all their parents. That, all that. No, 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 no. Listen to me. What you are asking yourself. Is how many good parents are out there and how oh, many okay. mediocre, Touché. how many bad parents. Think about how Touché. many bad parents is really out there. You know some of them. Yeah, you yeah. know some people who are horrible parents right. who don't look into that kind of shit at all. Who just right. who who are naive enough to trust their kids to do whatever. I know a kid who used to throw bottles at every old person who walked down the street. <laughs> you think his mom? You think his mom knew he was doing that? And guess when his mom did find out he was doing it, he got his ass whooped. But but how many people got hit with bottles? Before, Before he got his ass whooped, you're right. And, and right. guess who the little kid was? Guess who the little kid was who thought about it? Was it every old person that walked down the street? You. 
my dad. No, it wasn't me. Oh. Come on now. <laughs> it was my dad. My my grand my grandparents told me this story. It was my father. You mean who you mean was, you mean you mean our grandparents, motherfucker? Our grandparents. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they would they would collect bottles back in their day to turn into the store for the little nickel or dime or whatever nickel they got that yeah, bottle back. Right. Okay. And my father would use them as weapons. Uh, weapons to throw at you every know, old person walking around. Oh yeah, no wonder why he's doing this. Bert at work because Bert Bert and Bud is at work and he's bored. No wonder why he was mean. So as he he was throwing bottles at old people. Have, but you know he didn't have bad parents. This is the Hell thing. Hell no, he didn't have bad parents. You, you, I know that's got his ass Okay, so that's what I'm trying to tell you. You can't hold a parent liable. They thought they were sending their kids to do what their kids wanted to do. You know, it's like a treat. I got mm. you tickets to the concert you wanted to go to. I mean, I got you yeah. this. It's just okay. like any other treat. You can't hold them. Oh, right. You know, no, you're right. Like, I, I got you. I feel, I feel what you're saying. I feel where you're coming from. I mean, it, it's a it's a tragedy, man. At, at its finest. Well, they're sending somewhere like Nighttown, where you know it's gonna be some bullshit. You know, prostitutes perform here. You know, it's gonna be Nicki Minaj and 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 Cardi B mm-hmm. battling, and you know it's gonna be strippers there. You know that kind of concert gonna be going. You know, you ain't sending That's your eight year olds there. That's true. You're absolutely right. Um, any last words on this subject, Mister Ferguson? Before we go to the next one. Yeah, I just. I guess my last words is simply like sometimes a tragedy is just that a tragedy. It's not like it's, it, we need to really stop trying to find someone to blame all the time mm-hmm. and just help people mourn and get past and deal with the situation. No, you're right. Absolutely right. I mean, like I said, it's, it's a tragedy and our condolences and prayers go out to everybody that lost um a child or a loved one in that situation and all the people that got hurt in that situation as well um we gotta we gotta we gotta keep it going uh because i know we can talk about this for the rest of the show and try to find blame or not find blame for somebody um next subject up is the worst blind date ever i don't know if y'all heard about this but you know me i always search for Fucking news that baffles the fuck out of me. Um, Zay Jing, Z H E J I A N G. No one can pronounce that. Pronounce that correctly. Anybody. Z H E J I A N G. Zay Young. Zay Young? Zay Young. It's not Zay Jing? Nope. Zay Young? Zay Young? I'm not smart enough. To, I'm not smart enough to contest. He I'm said, "I'm not smart enough to." Uh, uh, you are not smarter than a fifth grader. <laughs> definitely, uh, I never claimed I would. I'm uh, trying to win that show. I lost. I definitely lost. A Zay Young woman brings 23 relatives for free meal on blind date. Man leaves them with a four thousand dollar bill. A, a rather hilarious and unfortunate story has began, uh, been making its rounds. A woman in Zhejiang, China, Zhejiang, China, was left with a $4,020 bill after her blind date took off without paying for their meal. According to Chinese news, uh, why did he run, you might ask? Most probably because the woman brought 23 family members along for the meal. Before the date, the 29-year-old man who goes by the name Chen agreed to foot the bill 
But when Chen met the girl for dinner, he found himself in the company of 23 other family members of hers. Altogether, the entire dinner party took up four tables, which occupied two dining rooms in the restaurant and racked up a bill of uh, $4,020. When Chen went to settle the bill, he received a shock. He then switched off his phone and snuck out of the restaurant, leaving the woman to pay for the meal. Later, when the pair was brought together by their matchmaker to settle this issue, Chan agreed to pay for the two tables in his room, which cost $893. The other two tables in the woman's dining room, which incurred $3,127, he had to... Uh, had to be paid for by the woman herself. The tables in the uh, the tables in the woman's room in, incurred more, probably because they were served alcohol and cigarettes. The woman then went back to her family members, requesting that they pay for their share as well. Uh, here's what she wrote, uh, translated into English. Uh, Hi everyone, thank you for your support during my last blind date the guy and i agreed before the date that he would pay for the meal someone created trouble during the meal by claiming that the guy is rich so they should eat more and test his generosity it made the whole situation unbearable i am the biggest victim in the situation because the amount spent far exceeds what i'm able to pay my reputation has also been damaged. I don't care who ordered cigarettes and alcohol. I hope the bill can be split equally among us. According to Sohu, some of the responses from family members include, Sister, you... Uh, I don't know why I like, tried to make an um, attempt to sound like a, um, a Chinese person, but I apologize. Uh, sister... You were the one who asked us along. That was even worse. I only had a single meal. I didn't ask for anything extra. I only had a glass of alcohol. Shouldn't the guy pay on a blind date? Wow, this guy is so disgusting. What? Others, oh, others quietly sent the woman e-red packets. Although he can't know for sure how much they sent. So who pointed out that the maximum amount one can send via an e-red packet on WeChat is $41. So this is my question. Going on a blind date, you offer to pay. Well, most of the time, you don't offer to pay. You, assume you go Dutch. You, you go Dutch, but it's a blind date. So sometimes, as a gentleman, you yeah. offer to pay. Yeah. Right? But you don't you ain't paying Expect, for 22 other motherfuckers. Ex, no, 23 other family members. So it was 24 people that you had to pay for by your wait, fucking wait. self. Nope. When has that become a custom to even bring your family on a blind date? So they... Where is, where is so this is the thing. She, she, she backfired the shit on herself because she wanted to see how generous he would be on a blind date, why would you invite 23 family members to a fucking blind date? What if the blind date went good, right? 
and he paid. You gonna invite twenty three motherfuckers to have sex with you? What I'm saying is, what if the blind date went good, and he paid for everyone, right? Does he? Is he obligated to be able to sleep with every female that is not married at that engagement party? I'm just asking. I just, I just want to know. I just want to know. So one thing you got to take into context is like culture, and some cultures you do bring your family so that they can approve of the man. Bullshit! 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 Not, not when he's trying to propose, not when he already on a first blind it's date. It's a blind date, not a proposal. It's a blind date. In no culture, give me give me Google facts on that. Where it's a culture to bring your whole family to a blind date. Nope, I'm not believing it. Google Yeah, Google it. Mr. Ferguson, the nigga ain't there, that ain't over there. Because some cultures are a lot different from ours. I'm saying, give me Google information. No, I feel him. I feel him on that, but not 23 people. Not 23 people. No. Not 23 people. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You might bring dad. You might bring a brother, but you're not bringing 23 people. I don't care what culture you from. Um, 23 people, Ethiopia, they ain't bringing 23 people, and they starving. (laughs) No. I hate that you bring that one up. They got flies flying around the key and shit. They ain't bring them. This is some of them his family as well. No, it was twenty three people of her family. Her family. Did you not oh, listen to the story? Yeah, but you also said that he was willing to pay for his two tables. The ones that in his room. The that, was that was in, in his room. room. And then the bad the part about the bad part about the story. Right. The bad. So the bad part about the story is she brung 23 people to a blind date and she didn't even sit at the same fucking table he did. Or in the same room because he said he would pay for two tables in his room. That means everybody else was in her room. So what kind of blind date is that where you're not even sitting with the fucking date that you're on the date with? Right. Again, we don't know what culture this is, and that may be a cultural thing. Okay, Google it, motherfucker. No, no, no. Google that shit. Google that shit, because that's not a fucking family culture. Hey, even if it is, I don't feel like 23 people is what the culture say. Even if it is a cultural thing, I don't believe that 23 people, that's excessive. That's that is excessive. And then, and then, what does this say about their mentality? That they're they're going to order extra shit to see how generous this guy is? Like, exactly. Greed. That's, yeah. That's that's yep. like entitlement, greed, and all the other yep. bad shit that people do their kids. It's like, nah, I wouldn't even want a person like that, even if I am rich. Why nope. would I want a person who teaches that kind of thing? Like, you're going to see how generous he is by running up his bill? Right. Like, that's corny. Yeah, but that's how some people feel about us buying uh, large wedding rings and things of that nature. Like other cultures frown, uh, frown down upon us for doing that. But when somebody buy a wedding ring, they buy it for a bare wife, for a bare wife, for that's a bare union, for their... That's Americanized thinking. Americanized nah, thinking. No, it might be Americanized thinking, but it's still, but it's still, it, 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 and that might be that might be Asian thinking. The whole situation that them bringing their twenty three family members. Exactly, it that's what I'm saying. Cultural. We can't, we but, can't judge them by their culture. 
what I'm saying though is what kind of person is that? Every that, we can't say everybody in that culture do that because I know some really nice Asians. It's like everybody exactly, in that culture don't do that. Exactly, exactly. So the world's greatest producer did actually look up the Chinese blind date customs. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. The world's greatest, wait, the world's right, right, right. I like how he stuck in. I'm glad you caught that, Cuzzo. Because he said the world's greatest producer. Go ahead, Lee, buddy. So I used to be one of Kamori Lee Simmons, like <laughs> hey, that's, funny. that's funny. Go ahead. Go ahead. Lee. Go ahead. Right. So uh, with Chinese economic development, improvement of people's quality of life and economic conditions, more and more singles on their other half of the demand is also improving. These groups, their marriages, have higher expectations and requirements. Since ancient times in China, there is a blind date phenomenon in ancient times conducted by matchmaker matchmaking dating. This is a Chinese odd old saying, the command of the parents, the words of a matchmaker means the parents arranged for their children to marry persons and they don't have the right to choose their loved one. Today is quite different. Love is free. If their condition is good, we'll choose a match of their lives and eventually get married. But it does not say anything about them bringing their family on a blind I want to know how ancient it is. You did say it was an ancient tradition. How ancient is it? Uh, that information is not there, but they did say that it changed where love is free. If their condition is good, we'll choose a match of their lives. So basically that ancient tradition went to the wayside. Oh, wow. All right. Okay. That's crazy. So even if it is, even if it is one of the families who believe in some ancient shit, it's still some fucked up shit. That is some fucked up shit. That is some fucked up yeah, shit. Mr. Ferguson, back up your fucking... Um, Myth. Well, first of off, I never said Asian. that that was fact. I well, well, you that said that it was me. like something there, and keep talking because I'm about to go piss. No, I I never. <laughs> said, I always said that it it could have been like their culture. It could have been like what the what they do as far as their. I mean, we just can't Americanize everything. No, that's true. I agree. Because, I agree. I mean, I have well. some friends that are of like. Muslim, and I'm not talking like Nation of Islam Muslim, I'm talking like real-life Muslim uh, cultures, and a lot of the things that we do, they don't do. Like, they don't, they don't... Like, oh, that's, that's uh, any religion, though. That's any religious-based, uh, that's anything, like, like yeah, that's, that's, you can say that for any people. I mean, no matter where you go around the world, there's going to be people who do stuff differently, but as far as just being respectful, Respectful. That seems disrespectful in any country to bring twenty-three people on a blind date. So twenty-three, twenty fucking to, three. That's disrespectful to, as fuck. Well, world's uh, greatest producer here again. Uh, there is one more. <laughs> there is one more paragraph here that I think you guys might find interesting. Romance in China has often sacrificed to practicality. Dating has largely become a commercial transaction. In Beijing, <laughs> parents gather in parks. To introduce their children to one another. Not a restaurant, parks. Singles mm. clubs set up people according to requirements, height, income, education level, property, and tens of thousands wow. descend on matchmaking events in cities like Shanghai to look for the perfect mate. Mm. 
Okay. Oh, that that does shed some light on the whole thing. Maybe maybe he ain't perfect unless he can afford all twenty three mil. Wow. <laughs> However, though, I mean, Man. if it does say if the parents gather in parks, then that would make it seem like the family is paying for the date, not the bow. Right. Well, and we, and we talking about we, we talking about uh, Zay Young, Z Young China. I mean, Shay Young is still is part of China, though. I mean, you would think that they would all follow the same traditions. Not all. But if they set up an event in the park, you would, they would probably cook their own food or cater it. They went on a date. That's not a date. That's set up by parents. It's like they on a blind date. Can that right. really be considered blind a blind date? date? Can that really be considered a blind date if your parents set it up for everybody? No, it, can, it, like it can't be considered a blind fucking date because everybody's fucking there. So, like, why why would you want everybody there on a blind date? Ha, ha, like, no, this this is the thing. I don't think, no, no, even if they aren't, I don't think that could be considered a blind date if your parents set it up with other parents for, like, I feel like that's just that's, what you just said. It's a setup. It's a it's an arranged date. It's yep. an arranged. But this date. was a blind, a blind date. date. This was a blind. It's a date. blind date in, in their culture. No, this was a blind and, date. Okay, now I can see that. That might be that. And they it's just like football is football here, but in, in Australia, soccer is football. I can't understand. Exactly. It could be they, they no, culture. It, it could it's, be called a blind date. Hold on, hold on. It's football, not soccer. Not football. Oh, However, it football. does it does say in the article <laughs> that you read that she tested her blind dates exactly. wallet. Exactly, she tested his blind dates wallet. Y'all need to pay attention to the motherfucking story. And that is a and that is a gold digger test. I ain't saying she, she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke broke. When I'm a- <laughs> I, I, look, Lee Money White, and he made sure he was like broke broke. <laughs> Radio so, edit all day. Like, no, you like good. I so like, let, let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all this. Cuzzo, you ever been on a blind date before? I've been on a blind date. I okay. have been on a blind date. Did, you, did, did you pay? Uh, actually, I did I did pay. Okay. I paid in more ways than one. I paid in more ways than one. Okay. All right. I, I paid for it. Mr. Mr. Ferguson, you ever been on a blind date? Yes. Did you pay? Yes. Okay. No one's going to ask me the question, so I'll ask myself. SB, have you been on a blind date? Actually, for the first time and ever, I was on a blind date that I didn't know was a fucking blind date, and we went Dutch. Because I, I didn't know it was a blind date. I didn't know it was a blind no, fucking date no, until, like, we got on the fucking date. I didn't know it was a fucking blind date at all. I, bu- cool, I bought, I bought, I bought best, drinks. I bought drinks for the whole table. And then I found out it was a fucking and I and then I found out it was a fucking blind date. Yeah. I have never been on a blind date. You've never been on a blind date, Lee Money. Yeah, I listen, I've never been on a blind date until um it happened and I didn't know it was a fucking blind date. And then I found out later it was a blind date. You were gorgeous. You shouldn't have fucked that up. But anyway. (laughs) Wait, you you're talking to Lee Money, right? Oh man. You talking to me? I'm talking to you. I, I didn't fuck it up. It it was I didn't know it was a blind date, and it ended up being a good blind date, and then they fucked it up. So don't don't come on now, cause I don't do me like that, nigga. Really? Right. Didn't do you like that? Oh, right. okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, motherfucker. Shit, we didn't went. You know, uh, we didn't did a lot of shit together, motherfucker. We didn't fuck same bitches before. Yeah. All right. Thank you, sir. Oh, I appreciate man, it. Man, just put me out here. Man. Okay. Sorry. My bad. Hope, wow. You ain't, have, you ain't had to agree to it. Hey, Pitt. No, Pitt chimed in. I know you ain't got no, you ain't got nothing. So uh, Pitt chimed in on the last segment and said there was a waiver 
for the Astro World. He he found it. He googled it and sent it us was the a link. waiver, huh? He sent us the link. It's in the chat on Facebook. There was an actual waiver that they had to sign. This just sounds like your standard amusement park waiver, though. I mean, since it was at Six Flags, it's just basically their waiver. I I got you. So um, that that was a crazy-ass segment, Um, the worst blind date ever, because that has to be topped as the worst blind date ever. That's got to be that. No, maybe not the worst ever, but it's pretty much up there. I mean, it could have been blind dates where the person died, but that's got to be at the top of the list somewhere. That is a fucked up first oh, date. Shit. That just that just made me think of this one wedding that we did on Crazy Funny Fucked Up News where uh <laughs> where where the wife to be died and the sister ended up marrying the fucking husband. You the remember girl? that Lee Money? Lee Money, I you do. remember that shit? I do. That now that's 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 probably the worst wedding ever. And they had the fucking sister dead. In the other room and shit, and it was yeah. That, yeah. Wow. However, there was a serial killer that used to to get his victims by bringing them on blind. Do you know that sound like a? Sound like a movie. It does sound. It sounds like Death of the Wedding Part Two. Definitely Wedding Part Two. Make make sure like you cast me because I I am a comedian and actor. So make sure you cast me in that fucking movie. I I, would I feel like the people on the phone, the people on this podcast right now, we should write it. We should all write it right now. Let's do let's it. Look, let's look up. Couchers, let's remember, let's do it. Let's write that movie. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm on it. You already know. <laughs> I love it. But if you remember, it was because of their culture. Their culture called for that to happen. Hey man, for the next a, in line to a, marry. Such a punk ass. Up. What is it with you on culture today, man? He's all on it. <laughs> he he he. Listen, last he been on the show two weeks in a row because of the fundraiser last week, and now he want to act like he been here every fucking week. Let's go. Cool. <laughs> I, I, hey, Mr. Ferguson, you already know I got love for you, brother. But next Remind up, me to go missing next week. No, that's cool. Ah. That that'll help me out. I don't give a fuck. Um, the next subject up is crazy, funny, fucked up news. Yeah, I was gonna do it. I was waiting for somebody to chime in. I, I, I didn't know if you wanted to. Google News. I was waiting for them, and you could have chimed in. You could have. You want to do it again? Let's do it again. Let's do it again. All right. Next up is crazy, funny, fucked up news. Yeah. Thank you, Lee. Money. I appreciate you. I think that sounded better than when Miss KT does it. Oh, don't say that. Don't I say know that. at least one of these stories is going to be political because they the funniest motherfuckers on the news right now. No, we don't do political corner no more. Cause Mr. Ferguson ain't been oh, wow. Mr. Ferguson ain't been on the show, so we dropped that shit a long time ago. Cause he ain't been here in like a month of Sunday. So, um, but, so but, but Biden's so easy to make fun of. His butt didn't work. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you see that interview he did? He said, My I'm looking for it. Like, what the fuck? My butt's been white. Google don't even know what he said. Google, if you Google what he said, oh, it's just a question mark. But it sounded like he said, my butt's been white. Oh, wow. I'm All like, right. what the fuck is wrong with Joe Biden? Like, what the fuck That's is going on with him? Hilarious. But crazy, funny, fucked up news. I'm going to the archives on this one. Former Portage teacher charged for alleged sexual relationships with a student. Ah. Uh... Where was this at? 
Portage County, motherfucker. I just said Portage. I um, missed that part. Portage, no, so this is an Ohio story. Oh, wow. Yes, it is. Authorities filed a criminal complaint Friday against former Portage High School English teacher Abby Dibbs, charging her with two counts of sexual assault of a student by staff. Dibbs. I guess dating Portage is horrible. Yeah, I, I guess so. Dibbs, 35, appeared for a court hearing Friday from a Columbia County jail. The judge's bail conditions for Dibbs, including barring her from contact with the boy. No unsupervised contact with the other children other than her own child and probation against being at Portage High School after the hearing. $3,500 bail was posted and Dibbs was released from jail. Although Dibbs was still listed online as a Portage teacher Friday, school teachers officially say she is no longer a teacher at the high school. Officials declined to specify how she separated from her teaching job. According to the complaint, the student whose name has been withheld to protect his privacy said he was in love with Dibs, and another student reported the assaults. Dibs admitted that this past weekend she and victim one has discussed how they felt about each other and how there were lines that they could not cross. Dibs admitted that these lines were then crossed, Portage PD Sergeant Max um, whatever said. Dibs admitted that she and the student had sex multiple times that weekend. <laughs> the sergeant says Dibs and the teenager initially engaged in an appropriate teacher-student relationship, but I think it appears as if this relationship may be changed its course maybe earlier this spring. The criminal complaint says the teen was upset someone snitched. Mm -hmm. On his involvement with Dibs, Gehring says the boy is cooperating with the investigation. So, we like to do crazy, funny, fucked up news. Mr. Ferguson doesn't know because he hasn't been on the show. So, I'm going to tell you, Cuzzo, we like to do crazy, funny, fucked up news game edition. So, I have a short game. Short, short, short game, because there's only two questions. Usually we have several questions, and I gave you the teacher's age, which was 35. Y'all heard the whole story. Man, she kind of cute. You looked up. You looked up the story, so you can't play in this game. No, that's fine. But okay. uh, it's not no, that's Portage cool. County, Ohio. It's Portage County, Wisconsin. Oh, it's Portage County, Wisconsin. Okay, mm -hmm. that's what's up. And she do look cute. She's she pretty cute. Can, can you? Can you like? Show the picture to the people. I think I can do that. Let's go. Let's go. Show the picture to the people because she is cute. Not the mug. The mug shot ain't cute. But well, Wisconsin is much more like it. That yeah, yeah, more yeah. Like it. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if she, if she wasn't in that orange jumpsuit and had some makeup on, she'd be right. even cuter. But. Right. Ten buck two comedian. Ten buck two is uh learning how to produce a show. Go on and slide to that mic. Put the headset on because you go participate in this game with us, sir. Since I don't think you can see. Very good. Since I seen you squint to see um, the computer that Lee Money was running, so let's guess 
how old the kid was that was pissed that his bitch ass friend snitched on him first you don't tell anybody uh, if you fucking a fucking teacher. I'm, yeah, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna put the picture up of the teacher now. Yeah, that's his fault. Oh, that, you, you got the mugshot. They don't think he's he's still cute. He's still cute in the mugshot. Like he found out. Yeah, but he, he, he found out because he probably told his friend. He told his friend he was fucking a teacher, and that's how he told. That's how he knew. He didn't just figure out that. Well, then that's his damn fault. You don't tell your friends if you fucking the teacher. I said that. I said that. I said that. So, they don't say he told him, though. Eh, yeah, it, it, it's still applied that he told her. So, no, it just say another student turned him in. It didn't say that he told oh, them. He knew. So, the I question. Shut your ass anyway. up. The question for Crazy Funny Fucked Up News, short game edition, was how old was the student? Cuzzo, how old was the student? 16. Mr. Ferguson, how old was the student? Uh, because it's a investigation, I'm going to say 15. Uh, don't, don't do what the fuck are you doing? You fucking up. Man. You doing the Dave right now. You doing a Dave. Well, I guess right he now. was 16 then. No, no, no. <laughs> you doing a Dave right now. Stop. Stop. They were both wrong, actually. I, I, it's game edition. You haven't <laughs> you haven't produced a show where we do game edition. You son of a fucking bitch. You don't do any buzzers or anything until we stop. The I'm, fuck. I'm gonna guess 13. 13. Okay, so we got 13 for comedian Tim Buck 2. We got 16 from Cuzzo and 15 from Mr. Ferguson. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Couchers, tune in. How old do you think the student was? And Lee Money already knows the age because he start hitting the buzzer like a dumbass. I got to call you a dumbass because you don't know how the games go. I'm sorry. And that was actually an accident. My hand just hit it because I'm coughing my ass off over and, here. But the accident wasn't saying they're both wrong. Well, no, that was I mean... on purpose, motherfucker. Now what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Now what? Now, I need Dave back for the games because you run right. the board perfect the whole show. But when we get to the crazy, funny, fucked up news, game edition, you fucked up. I don't deny that. No, that's cool. So none of you are exactly right. The age of the student was 17 years old. 17 years old. 17. Seven. That's crazy because that's where I was going to go, but because of the, because I was thinking seventeen year olds, man, they they want to smash. They don't care about that stuff. But when I didn't think a seventeen year old would be labeled as a minor, still, he's not eighteen. Wow. He's not eighteen. In some places, the the age of consent is sixteen. No, that's that, that's the age of consent. You're still considered a minor. You're still considered a minor. Right, but I'm saying just because like, of the age of consent, consent is lower than 18, you're still considered uh, a minor, though. The age of consent in well, Wisconsin I mean, I mean is 18. More about the age of the consent, age of well, consent in Wisconsin is 18. Right, they didn't charge her with rape. They did not. Exactly, so having sex with a student. You're absolutely right, Cuzzo. Absolutely right. But that wouldn't be a a police investigation, though. Correct. You it know what? When she fill out her, when she gotta fill out her uh her forms for to file for uh, 
you know, sexual predator. Every guy in that neighborhood is gonna be fighting as fuck. All the teenagers, all the teenagers in that neighborhood are gonna be like, did y'all know who just moved around the corner? Right. Man, right. I'm about to go learn me some. <laughs> Man, all right, so this like, is I weird. A, I need a dude. So the age of consent in Wisconsin is 18. Okay. However, the statutory rape law is violated when a person has consensual sexual intercourse with an individual under the age of 18. There is no close oh, age she, exemption. She can get charged with, can get charged with rape then. She, they can definitely charge her with rape. Under, those, under, under that right there, she can get charged with rape. But a marital exemption exists, although it only extends to 16 and 17-year-olds. But when you get married, your parents got to sign a marriage certificate. That's true. If you're under 18, your, your parents got to sign a certificate. That is true. That is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. But we already know if they were married, it wouldn't be news. So uh, we, know, we know they were married. It would not be news. You're absolutely right. You would not be news. She still has her teaching license because it's still mm-hmm. you know, against the law for a teacher to have sex with a student. Would that be a conflict of interest to teach your husband? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just wondering, you know. Wow. That's a great <laughs> question. What? <laughs> what is she <laughs> what if she what, Mr. Ferguson? Failed him, like gave him an F. <laughs> he probably tried to beat that thing up that night. Oh, you want to give me an F? <laughs> oh, I'm going to give you the D then if you want to give me an F. <laughs> I'm going to give you the D. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, you give me an F, you're going to get this D. Evidently, he's trying to give her the D regardless if she failed him or passing. That would be a better story, though, Mr. Ferguson. That would be a better story. If they find out that he, that he was doing this for grade, that would be a better story. And he still got <laughs> an F? Yeah, that would be fucked up. That would be no, fucked up. No, no. If he had an F and then he brought his grades up by going down or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going down. That would be definitely a better news story, though. I'll be laughing my ass off. That's hilarious. And who that knows? And who knows? Maybe that was the case. They just had to make it look good. You never know. Wow. That's hilarious. The world may never know. That's hilarious. <laughs> so um, since um, comedian Tim Buck 2 was in the studio um, helping with running the board, uh, we do a segment on here called Joke of the Week. And congratulations winning that contest. That was what, a week ago? Yeah, it was correct? Thursday. Thursday, he won a no, comedy Wednesday, contest. Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday, whatever. Days. It was still last week, motherfucker. He right. won a contest, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Would you like to send this out with a joke of the week? Um, so <laughs> I guess I could uh, pull something up. Um, you know, with holidays coming up, you know, you invite family over, you know, for dinner and stuff like that. <clears throat> but you know, when you invite like random people over just for you know for the week. <laughs> it's because you feel like having some people over there come over. Oh shit! I see some food. They they come over, get a plate. Don't really want to stay for nothing, but they ask all the important questions like, "How's your mom? Your mom good? You still working at uh at one place? They never really know where you work, but they just start. You work at that uh uh uh. What, help me out here. What's the name of the place? <laughs> uh, I work at Progressive. Oh, yeah. How's the insurance going? Oh, can you give me a discount? Because that's always the, ask, the question they ask you for, right? <laughs> but they, they always give you that concern. And he was like, damn, you want to stay, play a cup, give me a game of spades, you know, have a drink with me or something? Like, no, nah, I got to get going. But they sit down and sit, talk to you for 20 minutes before they can eat the plate. It's, 
<laughs> it was nice. always a great time. <laughs> nice. You ain't lying because like Thanksgiving and Christmas do be like that. Definitely. You still doing that comedy thing you yeah. were talking about like five years ago? You still doing it? Yeah, it's been 12 years. Oh, right. yeah. oh you still, you've been doing it that, that damn long? Okay. Yeah. Right. All right, I'm going to talk to you. Like, what right. the fuck? Right. Yeah, Why'd yeah, you man. come over? I could have sent this airmail, goddammit. <laughs> Lee Money could have brought it to you. Shit. <laughs> That's what's up. Uh, yeah, come on, man. What, what the fuck you doing? Lee Money claps. Labs, one of the two. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you liked Tim it. Took, Tim, comedian Tim Buck, too. Make sure you follow him on Facebook. Give your socials out real quick. Uh, on Facebook, I am Timothy Washington Jr. Uh, that's where Tim Buck, too, come from, Tim, because that's my first name. My last name is Washington. I'm on every dollar. That's where the buck is. And two, because I'm a junior, uh, which that's how you can get me on Instagram, Tim Buck, two underscore 31 on Instagram. That's what's up. I appreciate it. I appreciate um, you. Oh yeah, no doubt, man. I had to I had to put you on, you know, since you was in the studio, you know what I'm saying? Give you a little shout out, you know. Make sure you follow him on Facebook and all that good shit. Check catch a show. And you him. can definitely find me on Red Line Radio on Fridays between eight and ten on Grapes Gonna Give It to You. There you go, there you go. Cuzzo, as always, pleasure having you the fuck on the show. This is the second always time. Two time, two time. I got two carts. Two time, my motherfucking cuzzo been on the show, a special guest host. Hey, I appreciate it was, you. It was fun last time too. Yes, sir. Yes, I sir. Have a, I have a, I have a good time always talking to the gentleman. Always, Mister Ferguson, a nigga ain't there over there that ain't never there. I appreciate you chiming in this week since Miss KT had some family issues. Um, make sure, you, hey, couchers, make sure you send some prayers up for Miss KT prayers and. Up. Definitely keep you in your prayers and your uh your your send healing thoughts to Miss KT since she couldn't be here. But uh Mr. Ferguson, it's good to have you back. Uh we argued like we always did since we started this fucking podcast. So it's good to have you back, you punk motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you ain't got no it's social medias. And I know you ain't got no social medias to give out. So no, nah, okay. no social. All right. So um you can find us on Facebook under Just Therapy, the podcast. You can find me at Sean Boyd on Facebook. And if you're not from Ohio, put in Sean Boyd, Ohio. It'll be a picture of me and little mama. And um, Instagram is SB Comedy. TikTok is SB Comedy 1. Twitter is Sean Boyd SB. Make sure you check us out. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. Make sure you listen on Spotify and all the other um pod for uh pod I said podcast pod force podcast whatever the fuck I was calling it podcast <laughs> earlier during the show all the podcast forums except for Apple so fuck Apple but other than that check us out we need the listens we need to get up shout out to our new sponsor twisted tomato make sure you check them out in Cuyahoga Falls and downtown Akron new location coming in um in the month actually in Stowe and we always like to leave you with a close something you can ponder on until the next time you hear us or see us on Redline Radio LLC on YouTube and Facebook make sure you like them on YouTube cuz they're still doing the um are y'all still doing the yes our 500th subscriber will get a $100 gift card to Walmart Motherfuckers. So that's a good thing. And make sure you, 
Make sure you follow us on Facebook. That is Just Therapy, the podcast. But we like to leave you with a close that we would love to leave you with so you can ponder on until the next time you see us or hear us on Redline Radio LLC on Facebook and YouTube or Just Therapy, the podcast page and twitch.tv slash Redline Radio LLC. So make sure you tune in. I got two because I got two hosts on the show. Uh, I was only have one. I, I I saw one earlier this week that was crazy. Oh, okay. So listen, give me the one and I'll break it down and I'll give the other one and Cuzzo will break it down. How about that? That's what we do. Sounds good. Okay. Go ahead. Give us the one. Grapes must be crushed to make wine. Diamonds form under pressure. Olives are pressed to release oil. Seeds grow in darkness. Whenever you feel crushed, under pressure, pressed, or in darkness, you're in a powerful place of transformation. Oh, shit. Thank you. I needed to hear that one. That's what's up. Cuzzo, you can pick between that or the one I'm going to give you, right? Because if you don't, if you pick the first one, I'll do the second one I just gave. Or vice versa, okay? So the other one I, that I have, because I was going to give two, but Mr. Ferguson chimed in since he hasn't been on in like a month of Sundays except for last week. Um, the one I'm going to give you is no duty. This guy. Yeah, that's all right. No duty is more important than giving thanks. Mm, gratitude. So, Cuzzo, Cuzzo, which one you want to break down? You want to break down the first one or the second one? I want to break down the no first duty one? <clears throat> or the second. Okay, one. go and break down I'm the first go. one. You go, you go break down the first one. Sit your psychological ass, philosophical ass. That's what I meant to say. No, no, I'm gonna break down the second one. Okay, so give me the first one again, Mr. Ferguson, so I can break that shit down. All right. Grapes must be crushed to make wine. Diamonds form under pressure. Olives are pressed to release oil. Seeds grow in darkness. Whenever you feel crushed under pressure, pressed or in darkness, you're in a powerful place of transformation. Mm. So the way I'm going to break that down is there are different ways to make beautiful things. There are different ways to make beautiful things, things that taste good, things that look good, things that smell good. But you have to be prepared for the process of those things to follow through the beautiful things, the things that smell good and the things that smell that look good. You have to go through that process, that process is the therapy to get to the end result. The purpose has a process to get to that final goal. So be relentless in everything you do. Keep pushing and keep focused on that goal that you have so that task can be completed. That's how I'm going to break that shit down. That shit's time to get. 
I, I feel good on that shit. I'm, 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 I'm popping collars, popping hoods on that shit. That's, that shit was great. That might have just changed my life. Hey, there you go. Cuzzo, break down. No duty is more important okay. than giving thanks. All right. Before I do that, though, I just want to do say this. You know, pain is growth. I'm going to just say that to add on to the last one. Pain is growth. Sometimes yes, you feel like you're getting crushed. Mm-hmm. You're growing. It's, it's part of the growth. It's part of the process. It's part of the process. But giving thanks, being the greatest duty, being thankful is not something that actually everybody knows how to really do. People think it's, it means something that it really don't. When you give in thanks, it don't mean, like people say thank you a lot with no meaning behind it whatsoever. Absolutely. They say thank you. They say thank you because they feel like it's just the polite thing to do with having no real heart into it. So with Thanksgiving coming up and uh, being thankful don't always mean saying thanks. It's showing thanks. It's showing people that you appreciate what they did for you. Maybe not even to them. Maybe you could just pay it forward and, 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 and show somebody else the same kindness that somebody showed you before or help somebody out, you know, the same way somebody helped you out before. Being thankful don't always mean saying thanks. It's showing the world that you're grateful and thankful for the opportunities you, opportunities you had and the growth you didn't receive and the blessings you didn't receive because everybody don't get a happy ending. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be thankful. Absolutely. And I want to end that with thank you. Thank you for everybody that came out to the Suicide Awareness Fundraiser. Thank you for everybody who donated. Thank you to Lee and Dave for running the board, even though Dave pissed me the fuck off. But Lee kept quiet and did what the fuck he had to do. Thank you to everybody that put in for the raffle. Thank you for my comedians. Thank you for the guests that showed up. Thank you for everybody who won the raffle. Thank you to Pete, the owner of the Funny Stop, for giving me that venue every single year for nine years in a row and not charging me a dime to run that show. And thank you for being you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for being our faithful couchers. Thank you to Miss KT for doing what she need to do, even though she has some family things going on. So we pray for her and send her great healing. Thank you to Mr. Ferguson for being that nigga over there. That ain't never there, but I still appreciate him for helping me start this podcast. Cuzzo, thank you to you for being a cuzzo, but more of a brother. I'm out. We'll see y'all next week, man. Thank you to Lee Money for running the board tonight. Thank you for Timbuktu for being in the studio. Thank you to everybody that watched this show. I appreciate y'all. We'll see you next week on the couch. Y'all be blessed. We out. Peace. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Just Therapy, where we talk about life with a comedy twist. With your host, comedian Sean Boyd, Antonio Ferguson, and Miss KT. We talk about a whole bunch of shit from politics to people actually taking shit. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the therapy session. Man, this be dope.
Make a motherfucker want to rap. I can't rap, man. Hold on, here we go. I can't rap. I really can't.